What's up, Vankas? Hello, Vankas. How's everybody doing? How are we doing? I, Matt, I'm excited. I am so excited. Can I just tell you, like, I, I'm so excited for Tony, uh, F1 Tony, and because we have that's our guest for this week. Please and... call me Tony, not F1. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's how you're known. Okay. Well, I'm. We're so starting excited. over. We're starting over. We're starting oh, over, Matt. We're starting over. Okay. Okay. Already okay. out of the block, and it's a it's a oh, DNF. Call it okay. FP1, and box, you just box, had a fucking box, box, suspension. Box, three box, hours box. later. Three box, hours. Box. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay go I again. I think this go is the again. best go intro. Go again. Go again. Uh, take two. I don't know what you're complaining about. This is great. <laughs> What's up, Vankas? Hello, Vankas. Matt fucked up the first intro, so we're doing it again. Yes, yes. But I'm still excited. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, my excitement has been curbed a little bit on the second go, but I'm still very excited. You know, because we have a very special guest. We have Tony Cowan Brown, very special guest, and yes. intern Jenny on the pod this week to talk F1. And I, this is how excited I am. My girlfriend, yeah. we got we got the variant running around, running rampant. And my girlfriend was like, you need to get boosted today. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I can't. I got to be sharp as a fucking tack today. So yeah. now my girlfriend's lying in a fucking heap in the bed, and I'm, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> unvaxxed and ready to go so she got the booster and you didn't she got boosted i'm just i'm just letting my juices protect me she right yeah so that's what we that's what we love on this pod is is vaccine hesitancy and f1 okay um so yeah we're really excited to have f1 tony tony but she's known as f1 tony on on the tiktoks where she's yes huge Huge. Where she is huge. I mean, she is really like we all live under the umbrella that she kind of holds up of kind of F1 social media. Um, and she does more than that. She does more than that. I mean, I mean, she wrote the she wrote the fucking handbook. Matt. She wrote the fucking handbook on how to be in, uh, uh, in, in F1. Everyone, we have. Tony Cowan Brown on the podcast today and uh, intern Jenny Sue Birnbaum and we're gonna we're just gonna get into it. Do you guys wanna give give a hello Vankas to the to the people? Or a bust oh, yeah. up Vankas. the same accent. You could you could do it you could do it Tony, you could do it in a, in the French way that, that makes you so popular on the TikToks. Oh ah. in French or with a French accent. I'll Les take uh, Les a dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. Bonjour les wankers. Oh. That was probably a bit more Belgium wow. than French, but I'm wow. we're gonna we're gonna that clip that. Good. We're gonna clip that, and that's the start of our show forever now. Okay. Yes. And, uh, and I'll give and a little intern. Hello, Vankas. Yeah. And can I just say? Can I just say? I I begged Matt and Brian text, email, FaceTimes. I was like, please, please let me be on this. It, interview i will take a pay cut from zero i will owe you money <laughs> if we if i, I can be part you. of this to talk to tony the famed yes the the 101 maestra of of f1 don't worry i slid a little check to be on here <laughs> yes, so yes, yes. i'm on tony's payroll now we'll talk about that we'll talk about that later yeah you make us sound like so, like we so reluctantly had you on here i feel like that that's <laughs> slander and needs to no. be addressed uh, no jk but, jk yes so let's get into it shall we um tony for those of you who don't know they should know yeah. 
you're a big fan of F1. You're European, so immediately you have more credibility than we do. Um, how did you get into Formula One? I actually love that tagline. I'm going to take that. I'm European. I have more credibility than all of you. That's yeah. <laughs> yes. a great one. Yes. You know, I, um, I have a weird um, relationship, I think, with F1 in that I was born in France, but I grew up in Belgium. So like an hour's drive from Spa-Francorchamps, which is obviously one of the most historic, mm. uh, one of the historic F1 tracks. And my dad... I'm going to say dragged me because I don't think I was skipping to the racetrack at the ages of four, five, six or seven, um, but took me with him. I have some great stories of like falling asleep with, you know, V8s and V10s screeching by me and people were like, what, is she dead? Is she okay? Because I was just like bundled up on the bench, like mm -hmm. taking a nap as one does in an F1 race. Um, I lost a few baby teeth while going to those racetracks as well. Um, but my dad was, it was the only sport that we had at home. There was, my dad doesn't watch football, basketball is not big in Europe as it is. So that was the one thing that I think got us excited together. And then I, like many people, I think I fell out and in love with the sport a few times. Um, and then when I got into tech, I got back into F1, bizarrely, through the tech space of just like all of the data that was happening and the technology that's built behind closed doors, all of that got me very excited. So that's, that's kind of my entry point into F1. It seems like no matter where you are in the world, whether you're in America or Europe, it's like the things, you, the things you'll get into to just connect with your father, you know, is just, <laughs> is, is unreal. Like I got into the weird I got into the weirdest shit just because my dad was into it and I'm like I want to talk to him so I'll just do that and it became obs an obsession so that's good to know that that you need that, that you need a third thing you always need a thing right to connect yeah. with your dad and it, then it becomes it's just because you can't have like you can't have tea and just talk to him you need to do something yeah, yeah it's yeah, funny yeah. because it, for me it was it was f1 and european politics and f1's a little bit more fun than european yes. politics let's put it that way <laughs> just a bit yes same drama same internal right. politics same shit show um right. a little a low the stakes are a little the stakes bit are a little bit lower a little bit lower, little bit yeah. lower yeah. than yeah. To save the world, you're talking about you know. politics, right? The stakes are lower there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, absolutely. Although, if you would, if you would, uh, if you would read our, some of our TikTok comments, you would think that it was we'd be dealing with the exact same level of stakes because, um, <laughs> saying anything bad about Ferrari, you might as well be like invading Poland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's just like it's one of those things, like. I think people forget it. This is sports. Can this be fun? Right. Like, surely this it, it it should be fun. If you're not enjoying and having a good time, you're doing something definitely wrong along the way. So I just want to know. So you're you you know you seem like a hodgepodge, um, na nationality wise. What what do you? What's your nationality that you identify as? Oh, this is gonna piss off so many people. European. <laughs> Because I'm British by passport, I was mm. born in France, and I grew up in Belgium. No, you can't I, be European anymore. I, they left. They left. Sorry. Well, <laughs> the, that's the thing. So I used to have in my bio European, and my husband is like, mm, you've only got a British passport. So technically, that's not true. And I just looked at him, and that was my whole identity. Lost my whole identity in the space of a weekend. <laughs> I don't know who I am or what I'm doing on this world anymore. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not British. I've only lived there for six years. I'm not French. I was only born there. So I... I really and again people are going to hate me for this but i i do identify as european well cuz i cuz i wanted to talk about how the you you're, you were from Bel belgium or you grew up in belgium yeah. and we have a very two very important people in my life are from belgium my girlfriend's mother 
and Max Verstappen are from Belgium. And Max Verstappen. And, and by the way, they are they are both tough hangs. Those Zooms are a lot like those press conferences, you know? You know, why are you asking me that question, Matt? I'm like, okay, 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 Diane. Um, but do, do people, like, so Max identifies as Dutch, even though he was yeah. born in Belgium, and the yeah. whole, and his, and his mother is Belgium. Little so shit. Yeah. Do, <laughs> right. So is there, is there, do Belgians but have, Lando do Belgians Norris's have? Mother. What? Lando Norris's mother is Belgium. Can I just say there are two drivers yeah, he's that could have identified so, so as Belgium? So do they not give a shit about their, where their mothers are from? I don't know, but they do, these kids need some talking to. The, yeah. the Jewish yeah. mothers would not be having this. <laughs> just like, and you want to know no. what? The Jewish mothers decide if you're Jewish or not. It's all about maternity. They be, do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because right. Jews are not a patriarchal society at all. Just just look at <laughs> just look at Shadels and Getz. That that just don't look at those. I mean. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So wait, what? Why? Wh- <laughs> what's up? What's with all this Belgian? What's with all this this Belgian erasure? <laughs> <laughs> Light topic for a Sunday. Yeah. Sunday like you know, chat. why is Max? Why is Max and, and Lando running away from their from their troop? I honestly don't know, and I would love to dig into this, but I generally have no idea. Um, there may be. I really don't know. If I'm looking at this from a monetization perspective, I'd yeah. be like, oh, maybe there's a, you know, Belgium is a tiny country. Um, maybe there's more money to be made by being under the, the Dutch flag I, and the British flag. Clearly, there's, you know, right. from a British perspective or a Belgium perspective. I don't know, but I just, I feel like Belgium deserves a bit of love here. Definitely. Um, I, I love their beer. Um, so here's a question. So when you were growing up watching Formula One, like what who were your team's favorite drivers eras like where what did you what did you connect with like in oh, terms of so like yeah like yeah. eras and things like that i definitely when i was growing up it was when i was starting to get into it, it was definitely early 90s so it was the michael schumacher era so that is you know the guy that i know probably the most about in that generation like again i the hunts of the world and the Nicky Lauders of the world, yay, but they're just like, they're too far removed for me. Um, so I definitely think it was, it, in a strange way, the teams that I understood and knew about in those, and I was like, again, seven to like fifth, 12, 14, mm-hmm. um, was the Williams team as a team that I was looking up to, mm. and bizarrely, Michael Schumacher as a driver. Um, I can't remember... There is a weird picture of me somewhere that I'm very angry of that we can't find of me kind of falling asleep on Michael Schumacher's lap because we were taking a picture and I was so exhausted and I kind of dozed off and the girl's like, can someone take this girl off of my lap now? My dad is adamant that it was his teammate at the time, but we, or it was Michael and we can't, so, but we need the fucking picture. You gotta, so it could have been, you could have been in Yas Verstappen's lap or something. And I just wouldn't know. There you go. Wait a minute. We yeah. have a lot. We have a lot to talk about you with, with, with you pictures. and pictures. By that's, the way, that's that's, that's a that's great true. segue there, Jenny. Speaking ah. of pictures, we got to yes. get into, you know, my erasure. Yes. Belgian erasure. Speaking of speaking of Belgian erasure. Loving the segue. So you went to the Austin Grand Prix. And you had some, you had some kind of, you had some, some passes. So you were able to get, you know, get past some, some barriers that, you know, you weren't in general admission. Let's yeah. just say that. She, and, had the juice. Um, she had, she had <laughs> Megan the Stallion territory. She, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
She was telling Martin Brundle to go fuck himself. Tony, yeah. Tony would have done the interview. Tony right. would have done the interview. <laughs> yeah. Tony would have done um, the freestyle and, rap. That's yeah. right. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you took a, you took, you, you met Toto Wolf and you took a photo with Toto Wolf. And then I believe what, when the official Mercedes account posted that photo, they cropped you out of it. It was a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster of emotions. Wait, but, but back up. Um, so you got to, first of all, I don't care yeah, about the yeah. photo. You got to meet Toto Wolf. So yeah, you we're going to need to know let's, everything so like, about just, that. Just, just, just stop so you so d- d- zero in on that moment. For, for about 20 minutes. We ranked okay. him We ranked him yeah. number one on the hottest driver's list. He's not even a driver, but we were like, put him number one. So. Well, because on the, on the team principal list, it's just him, right? No, 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 no. No, please. I have my own list. I have my own private list that we haven't done an episode for. I mean, if are we are we we including are we including Cyril Abutable in season three because he had a huge Uh, blow up that Cyril Abutable definitely Cyril Abutable and uh, Otmar is going to make a cameo, obviously. (laughs) Oh wow! Okay, okay. I'll tune in for that one. I'm a little less interested in in Jenny's takes on Otmar. A little bit more interested in Tony meeting the tallest, (laughs) thickest Austrian glass of water in Total Wolf. I mean, that's a great description of him. I, I'll tell you this much: meat is. I'm going to use the term very loosely. Because in that pitch, I kind of was chucked into it. I am a very, I'm very comfortable and very outspoken behind a computer. In person, I kind of, I, I like shy away and in the corner and in my own world. Um, but po- I think it was after qualies. They were all the teams as they do are working on their cars. Everyone's outside. And we were hanging out with um, a few people from the ESPN crew, which had done the activation. And I was with them um, doing doing some of the work hence why i got those incredible passes and they were just great i i look up to them they're just like can we take a picture it's total wolf but it was funny because he like appeared from the shadows of the the garage and just like you know comes at you and he gets close and close and you just sort of keep staring up because he is tall Um, but he also is very good he is like politician (laughs) status good and just like like ah oh, you want handshakes and pictures oh. uh, let me do like he's very good good handshake um strong handshake and so they got a handshake yeah, so I'm you sure wait, I got did, a handshake so you your 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 dainty european hand didn't get crushed in his giant <laughs> by, austrian by the weight and by, the force by his oh, austrian yeah. sausage fingers <laughs> by, his by his bratwurst fingers no he didn't say no I tony cowan so. brown can i commit a tactical foul and kiss Definitely Maddie not. on the hand i was he did not i was the awkward redhead that someone was like scooter because they took a picture and i basically what i did is i moved to the side of just like you should have your picture i don't know why mm. and someone was like you need to scoot back in there so we did had a quick chat um that was that i got i i was someone um airdropped me the picture of me and there I was like oh that's not too bad and then a couple of days after or days later after the the Austin GP someone sends me the the the, the real or the real the, the pictures and you know how you can put various pictures on Instagram and there were two and so mm-hmm. I thought oh this is cool there's going to be one 
because the first one I'm clearly not in the picture and I thought oh there's going to be a second one and so I had this mo emotional roller coaster experience of oh cool they posted the oh no not I'm in neither I'll go and cry alone and obviously they didn't crop me out their their official photographer well I hope they didn't can you imagine if someone was sat there going I'm just going to go on you know, do a bit of light editing and we don't need her in there. No, they definitely didn't crop me out. There's just different versions of this same picture that, that looks exactly the that's, same. One that's, one you have such a me. healthy level of self-esteem to, because I would have been like, they cut me out immediately. Oh no, I'm and about, they cut me out I was ready to send all of our listeners to that image and done, like, put that's hashtag right. crop gate underneath <laughs> yeah. and get you justice. No. We're getting it's, you justice. And you know what? That's what we're going to do because what actually happened is that F1 doesn't respect the TikTokers of Formula <laughs> 1 and so they're 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 trying to they're trying to hold us down. Yeah. They're <laughs> shadow banning us. Uh, yeah. That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> that's that's you know what? What we say on this podcast a lot is our um don't let your facts uh, get in the way of our feelings. Our and feelings so don't care about our, 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 our feelings, feelings don't care, don't care about, about your facts. Your, your facts. facts. That's a great way. That's a great way to live <laughs> which life. Is, which is an, in, which is an in, inversion of what Ben Shapiro says. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's right, so. because we're we're the Jews on the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> okay, yeah. enough of that. Let's get into. The what the the juice and the meat of why we're here, which is to to pick your brain about like what the fuck is actually happening on track because you know we're the yeah. kids we're the kids in the back of the back of the class like you know throwing spitballs and like you're the A student and like now <laughs> and now we're all in a group project and it's kind of like okay like but really like how do we you know how do you use a Bunsen burner like you know how do we do this thing. So we're going to we're going to ask you some questions and maybe we can all walk away from you'll we'll the three of us will walk away from this thing more informed and you will walk away from this podcast 10% stupider than you were when you walked in. I disagree with that. No. <laughs> but maybe but maybe 10% happier. So that's what we'll, that's maybe what we're, 10 happier. That's what we're going for. Cuz she'll feel she'll feel better about her own intellectual prowess. And totally. we'll all I'm walk not, away with new those. friendships. Totally. Okay. okay, so I have question number one. Tell me. There's a slipstream, there's a mm. toe, and then mm. there's dirty air. Dirty air. air. Mm. And, like, those, those are thrown around a lot, and I think I have some idea, but sometimes they're like, oh, and he's getting a slipstream. And then other times they're like, oh, he's caught in the dirty air. And I'm like, they're in the same position. Which one is it? Which one is it and when is it? Sometimes, when does it yeah. when does it stop being dirty air and turn into a slipstream? And then is there a difference between a slipstream and a toe? I believe that when it's a toe, it's when you're getting it from your teammate. Okay. I believe. Okay. Yes. Um, and so the, that is, and look, you will see it in qualifying when they go out and they're just like, can you just get, just, you know, they go out together to try and give one, right. the other, you know, one of the teammates a little bit of a toe. The, the dirty air is, and look, this is fun because the, the whole concept of the 2022 car mm. um that obviously is being built for next year and that's already been built and that all the teams are going to work on is to try and diminish the whole aerodynamics turbulence and to try and diminish that dirty air right um but basically that's what you need to know it's like turbulent aerodynamic like air that happens that's left behind that hits the car behind from the car in front right so if you're following a car you end up in its dirty air for two reasons it's the unsettled air that the F1 car creates as it's going 
as it's going on track. Um, and the dirty air generally happens when they're going through corners. So okay. they have to take the corners more slowly. There's a lot of braking happening. It also causes the tires to and the brake, sorry, to overheat, which basically forces the driver behind to sort of back off. You don't want to be in dirty air um, because it's really hard to basically control the car. So you get, generally get a slipstream in the straights and you get a dirty air in the corners. Like that's the really uh, rough explanation okay. of it. Okay. Um, and that's the, yeah, that's the whole thing for, and the 2022 cars are really hard to follow. Like that is, that's been the, the 2021 cars, mm. sorry, are really hard to follow. Right. And they create a fuck ton of dirty air, which means it's really hard to follow each other. I believe that's one of the reasons that they're covering up the wheels because the wheels throw out a shit ton of dirty air. So that's why that's they're it. putting the wheel covers on. Okay, so it'll be, but, I, but I thought, uh, but I thought it was called open wheeled racing. Are they just gonna like look like Subarus in a few years? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought the whole point was that it was it, open wheel racing. Is I they used to? There's another thing that I've discovered with F1 and the whole like move towards the 2022 car. You see it with the tires also are going to become much skinnier mm -hmm. than what they are right now. Mm -hmm. There's a whole desire to not mimic but to re not have an F1 car that is so far removed from a road car. No cars have the type, no decent normal car has the, the width of the tires that they currently have today mm. in Formula mm. One. And so there's a desire to start playing around and replicating wheels that are a little bit more road um, adjacent, if that's even a term. Right. So there seems to be a little bit of a move that F1 doesn't, yes, it's the pinnacle of motorsport, but it doesn't feel so far removed from what's actually happening on the road, which I find pretty cool i think um but yeah that's okay of a tidbit question um, about you were talking about the the corners and the straights so question about yeah. that can you define for us the God. racing line yeah so in its most simplistic form it's the best line to take that is going to get you fastest from point a to b like that's just it. and it's all theory like it is if you like if you look at a map and you're like I have to go around the corner. Well, the fastest route is obviously to cut the corners, which we can talk about track limits um, because I know <laughs> oh. that's been this year's massive shit show. Um, but it is like the fastest way around that corner, um, and that's ultimately what. So it is a theory, it, it is a theoretical line that you should take that gets you around the corner as fast as possible. In rea and look, these are some of the best drivers in the world. So their theory, they can put it into practice and they know exactly what they should be taking. It's also this concept of you, if drivers kind of know what the racing line is, so you kind of know what the car in front of you is doing. So you kind of know how not to crash. And this is the big thing that they have about weaving. And once you're, you know, once you're into your racing line and you're committed and you're going a certain way, you can't then decide to, you know, go to the right or to the left to block the car behind you. That's always one that I found fascinating is when do you know that a driver actually saw the guy behind him and is basically trying to push him off track and to continue his or her racing line. I say his or her, I know it's all dudes, but But if yeah. it's but if it's I think by saying his or her one day I'm just gonna By like, their you know, racing line. By their, their racing, yep. line, their racing line. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Um, um so that's it's yeah, it's a theoretical concept that should work in so there is really no racing line so when max swerves in front of lewis he has plausible deniability to be like no that was part of the line you know that was part of my life that was part of that <laughs> which was, is why it's really, really it was really the hard. ideal line for me 
to cut him the fuck off. That's my ideal line, which is why it's really hot. But it's the same when you're driving and you've got people swerving in front of you and the guy's like, no, that's what I was going to do all along, what you're talking about. I found it, someone, I think it was McLaren did a video of like, have you ever wondered what our drivers see in their rear view mirrors, um, like their side mirrors? And the answer is, fuck all. Like those mirrors are teeny, like you yeah. can't see shit in those mirrors. I'm always impressed that I always, I, one of my questions that I always have for drivers, is, do you ever use those mirrors? Like, do you genuinely ever? Like, some some ever of them, back? some of them use it less than others. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. And what, but is, also, what do they say? When, I don't know. That's, I, I've never asked them. Like that is one of my questions. Oh. I am dying to ask drivers. Like, do you genuinely use those mirrors? Because they're tiny, but also I don't, we saw a couple of times with Pierre Gasly, even just this season, that when you go on the curbs, they like just crash and smash into a thousand little pieces. Right. They don't seem very reliable. Mm. I, I had a question. Um, how divergent are these cars to the trained eye? Because to us, they all look the same. But like, if you know what you're talking about and you like are an engineer, mm. do, does this look like wacky races to you? You're like, okay, Aston Martin, that is insane. Like when you're watching. I am probably the not the best person to answer that, but I will say this. Yes, the amount of tweaking and changing that these cars do, that these teams do on their cars is pretty impressive. When we did in Austin, when we w- looked at the garages, it was just so insane to watch how like the front wing is put together. And it's a thousand myriad little pieces that are put together, which is just insane. So yes, there's also a variety of different specs on the car so some things have to be built the same way so some things the fia will say this part of the car has to be built this way you all have to do it some parts of the car they actually have to buy from specific vendors so they go here you have to have a contract with our vendors that are going to give you x y and z parts of the car Mm. and then there's some parts of the car where they're like you know what it's free reign free reign and here are like our 30 regulations of how you need to build it within the spec requirements so i love that that is like different it's like putting together a like an ikea piece of furniture but some parts you have to go out and buy specific things you know specific mm-hmm. parts of the, the the whatever you're trying to build so i i will say this is that yes they all look the same but they are actually radically different and you see it when drivers when it's city season and they're like hopping from one team to another and their contracts end one of the biggest things that I always love to look at is how hard of a time or how easy of a time a driver has adapting to a new car. So we saw it with Vettel going to Aston Martin. We saw it with Daniel Ricciardo going to uh, McLaren. And for example, McLaren is a very particular type of car. And, uh, and Daniel Ricciardo has a very specific type of driving. He is known as one of the late breakers. And his driving style was at the polar opposite of the mm. type of McLaren type of car that McLaren had built and so he had a harder time adapting to the car so it just goes to show it's not a spec series you can't hop from one car to another and expect it to be different expect it to be the same the braking is going to be fundamentally different the steering is going to be different Um, but again I'm not a trained eye um, in no way shape or form so when they're um when it's race day it's like right before the race and they're all lined up on the grid it seems to like (laughs) they're all there until almost like the fourth light like yeah. What are they doing to the cars? Someone asked me that. And I was like, I have no idea. But they're still tweaking. They're showing them calculations. They're doing stuff. Like, what's going on on the grid until, like, the last second? It could, anything and everything. Like, truly. They could be, they could have had a crash the day before. And they're at generally, and we saw it with Max Verstappen at some point this year. They could genuinely be still fixing the car. But then you get into parc fermé and parc fermé conditions and regulations which is also interesting of like what you can and can't do to a car beforehand um but i think your answer jenny to that is jenny they can be doing anything um 
anything within what the FIA allows them to do. Uh, but they're tweaking and changing the car to the last minute, or they're just getting it prepped and ready. They're, you know, tire blankets on the wheels, they're heat heating up the wheels so that they're ready to go, getting the driver settled in, making sure everything it's it's like going through a mass I believe it's like going through a massive to-do list every time. Like it's like here are the twenty things we need to make sure that the car and I'm sure it's more than twenty. Okay, speaking right. of upgrades, this is a question I know that we all have is Ooh. What the fuck did Mercedes do to that engine? <laughs> like, so in the previous episode, we just said they had more dick left to pull out. Like they were like, oh, here's some extra dick that we had. But we actually need, we actually would like to know a little bit more than that. Uh, because it just seems like they were losing and they were like, oh, yeah, let's just zoop. Like, whatever turn. Yeah. The, what the fuck did they do? I I have no, no idea, and I don't think anyone has any idea, but right. this is the thing that I find fascinating, is that they're constantly tweaking and changing. Like, yes, they've built the car at the start of the year, but they can adapt and change a few parts, and they're going to learn, because that's the other thing that I find fascinating with F1 is there's no practice time. Yeah, you can, you know, you can practice in the wind tunnel. Yes, there's preseason testing, but let's be realistic. It's three days that the drivers get to figure out the new car. Mm -hmm. And then it's that, like, direct communication of, okay, here's what I'm feeling from the driver back to the engineers. It's like, this is what I'm feeling with the car. This is what needs to be changed. But it's also like a 365 thing. They're never not creating something new or adapting what they have or learning. They, this is why I find fascinating about F1, like they're the perfect blueprint of how to run a company and how to run a team. Like you're always questioning everything. You're always trying to make it more efficient. You're always trying to make things better. There's a direct connection and conversation that's happening from the driver to the team, to the team principal and back again. But honestly, I have no idea what they've done to that engine. Um, you would include Aston Martin in that, in that category, which is like my son is, is, is gonna race here and Somehow, with more money than Force India, with more money and getting rid of um, the Kingfisher Indian guy, they're doing worse. So, like, you can't say all of these businesses are well run, right? You you just can't. Sure, but the but so just, just like I any just, other, I have to push back a little bit there. It, it's people that fuck it up, in my opinion. It's not the technology, um, but it is the technology sometimes. I don't know. I just. It also they have a Mercedes engine and more money, and they're slower than Force <laughs> India. And maybe they have the wrong people and the wrong engineers. It's really hard to be a team that buys engines from another team yeah, just I wanted because to get into you're that. not developing. Yeah, because you're not the one developing the engine. So you have constructed teams who fully build out everything, and then you have teams that buy certain parts, like the engine and the power unit, from other teams. Right. It's not easy relying on someone else's engine built by a different team that then you have to put in to your own chassis and build into a car that you've done it's i don't know i wouldn't want to do that i wouldn't want to rely on look we we saw it last year between red bull and Renault and changing and also just like yeah there's right. something interesting there for me of just so it's it just goes back to it's not as simple again i simplified it but it isn't as simple as here's a great car here's a great engine here's a great driver here's a great team principal off you go there mm -hmm. are so many little pieces that come into it that just make for a great team and i think a lot of that also is just sheer luck once in a while of just all of those components coming together right 
Now, uh, back to this the Mercedes thing, because one of the things is the engine, yeah. and people have talked with it with that the engine, and it's going to be extra spicy, is what <laughs> you know. It's going to be extra spicy engine this you know next week, but there's been a lot of talk about their rear wing. Yeah. And um, something that I've seen, and I, I, I'm impressing, impressing the teacher right now. But there's a thing where it's like they, <laughs> they, they, the theory is that that uh, Mercedes is finding a way to dump drag from yeah. their rear ring without opening the DRS. They've somehow found a way where they're like basically getting DRS without having DRS, so that they're able to get that straight line speed. It's not necessarily just the engine. That's the, and, and part of it is that like that, the, <laughs> there's all these videos of like the engine, the, 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 the you know, the tail wing, the wing moving and with the like wobble baby, wobble baby, wobble baby. <laughs> and people being like, and people being it's like, that's, it's, it's not supposed to move. Uh, yeah. Like, why is it moving? They're <laughs> cheating. So like, it's one of these things where it's like, I think Red Bull feels like, you know, Mercedes is doing something with their engine and it might be like passing the tests, but there's something yeah. in there that like that smells funny. So what's yeah. the in terms of like, is that a thing that like because the testing is what the testing is, Mercedes is just have like found a way around a rule or is there is there a potential that they're doing something illegal right now? This. OK, so there's the DRS piece and then there's also the flexi wing conversation that's uh, been a conversation for most wing. of the season. Yes. And I, the flexi wing flexi for me, wing. the flexi wing, it the always sounds way wing. more like fun and sexy than what it actually is. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, it's a wing that moves slightly under pressure. Um, but the flexi wing is the perfect example of this constant and somewhat necessary back and forth between the F1 teams and the FIA, where the FIA, FIA says, here's your guidelines, here's what's going to happen. And with the flexi wing is it can move ever so slightly, but it can't actually move. The reason it has to move ever so slightly is that under that pressure, if it doesn't move at all, the thing will just snap in half. Right. Like general physics, understandable. But then it's like, what's the limit and who gets, it's like a gray zone of, well, how much m movement is okay and how much movement is, oh no, that's too much movement. And that's part of the FIA's job is constantly having to police the teams to ensure that they're not exploiting the loopholes too much, right. but they are actually using the loopholes to their advantage in not a loophole-y kind of way. Right. Um, and they said it, I think the FIA was, I think one of the sentences was something like, this is not a direct quote, but it was something like, some wings are exhibiting excessive deflection while the cars are in motion, but not so much when they're static. And you're like, what that? Seriously, what does that, what does that mean? mean? But, but, you know, but how uh, much of it is like measurable? Like they had that, that, that pie cutter, that, that, that pizza, little... that pizza cutter where they're like, they could, that, that <laughs> stupid little pizza cutter where they're like, well, they could objectively measure that. They're like, ah, oh, it went through. That's black and white. Back, yeah. That's black and white. And how much of it is like a judgment call? And when it's a judgment call, is it like when it's Haas, they're like, fuck these guys. They're, they're, well, they're a blight on the sport. And, and when it's Mercedes and Lewis, they're like, because uh, it's it's like they call it like in America to our American listeners we have something yeah. called oh that's a celebrity call Lecture. right uh, it's called they call it a celebrity call like LeBron he gets all the calls right when it's when it's a judgment call like in football pass interference like there's no yeah it's just like uh, did he like <laughs> you, you could go it's it's just you have to use your judgment there's no like metric that you can measure and and I think this is what I've noticed where a lot of the journalists is they want the black and white. They want right. the, what can you do? What can't you do? Where do you draw the limit? Where don't you draw the limit? And the reality is this, a lot of this is physics and a lot of this is technology that is being developed on the fly. And so there isn't a black and white decision to be made. And hence you do end up with in the judgment call. Fun fact, which I 
I, I thought I knew and I probably forgot about, but I rediscovered recently is the FIA stewards actually rotate. So it's never the same people constantly, which does two things. One, it ensures that there isn't a bias towards one driver or one team towards or against. But it also means that there is that lack of consistency because mm. it is different stewards taking different decisions mm. on the fly. Mm. So again, it's like an imperfect solution to an imperfect world. Uh, but I think it is as close as we're going to get to something that doesn't feel too biased towards one team or another. Um, okay. Which I thought was interesting. I'd forgotten about that. I, maybe I never knew. want to talk about pit stops and only about pit yes. stops and all about pit stops <laughs> because I have so many Why? questions. I have so, okay. so many questions. So first, first question, because before the races, the commentators will be like, okay, I, this one looks like it's going to be a two pit. This one looks like it's going to be a one pit. Why? Yeah. Is it the track? Is it the altitude? Is it the tires for the weekend like what goes into the different pit stop strategies and then we're going to talk about the pit stop itself because i don't know yeah. enough to... i'm going to start sweating here these are hard questions <laughs> let's go um that's right uh, yeah welcome welcome to the seat. welcome to the yeah to the no yeah. spin this zone is, this is not <laughs> a, this, this, is not a sweater pod. this is not a sweater pod so i had a sweater on earlier and i took it off yeah. I'm i didn't get deodorant. fucking vaccinated for this okay because it was gonna <laughs> it was gonna dull my senses no pressure yeah listen um, yeah I missed my, my booster shot for this shit. Bring it. Um, so many, the, an, the basic answer is many, many things come into play. And like, this is the, this is the stuff that I love, but I'm also only an outsider looking in and I don't have all the data that they have, but it depends on the track. It depends on the weather. It depends on the tire compounds that they're going to have. It depends on the driver. It depends on the, the it, everything. Everything comes into play to decide whether they're doing a one or a two pit a pit stop again. And it comes back to the overcut, the undercut, which driver they're sending in first. So all of that is basically the whole thing is linked, but also everything. So you can go in with a pretty good plan, post qualifying, pre qualifying with what you're going to do on race day on Sunday. And all of that could get shot. If one of them crashes, if the weather changes, if there's a safety car that comes out, if there's a virtual safety car that comes out. And I th again, this is why I think that these teams are a perfect blueprint for running teams because they take all that data constantly and they're making tweaks and changes. Uh, but that's the mo that's the main thing to know. The commentators, generally when they're commenting a race, will know if there's a preference for a one-stop or a two-stop. Um, and the biggest reason that that has changed also, uh, a lot of people want to bring back refueling. Because again, obviously in F1, there's a, you run with the whole tank of fuel. So you no longer stop, which is also something that I find fascinating tied to the strategy of running an F1 race is you actually have to finish the race. And no one ever talks about this because mm -hmm. they kind of figured it out now. But you generally have to finish Wait, the race. Why are they the talking about bringing that. back refueling? Why, why are they... Because why, why not? Because some people think it will be more fun part of the strategy, same as, you know, having different tires. It's like these little things that F1 has brought in, like, you know, the top 10 who finish and qualify have to use the same compound tires to start the race on the side. Like, it's all these little things to make it more interesting. Well, right, aren't they changing the engines next year? too so like because uh, right now we're in the turbo hybrid era so that it, it's yeah. more of like an electric it's also like it's using part electric cars that's why the cars don't like sound as sexy as like yeah. the v8s or whatever but next year they're changing the engines is it going to be like is are they moving somewhat away and, and get and wait i think i know the I'm answer wrong, to that I, one i think i know the answer to that okay one. they're okay. simplifying they're simplifying the engine to try to bring yes. in because it's all about it's all about the benjamins they're trying to bring in right more uh manufacturers 
So the, right. if the engines are simpler and less complicated, and they don't have all these different pieces that they keep replacing for Valerie Botas to test. So when Lewis comes <laughs> do you, in, do you it's, mean it's, butta, it's looking butta? nice. Bottas, 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 Yeah, that's what I think is yes. going on, right, Tony? It's it's there's two parts to that. One Damn is it. F1's future is not in elect. <laughs> no, it's it's spot on. I can no. Are you kidding me? I couldn't explain <laughs> well, that. You're way more succinct than I am. Because well, I, I, I know less, so I just say everything. <laughs> I, I say everything that I know, and it seems like it seems like. And he wow, gets it Matt, all out in ten seconds. And it seems like wow, Matt really chose his words carefully. But the truth is, those were all the words that I knew. <laughs> did you, did that you was just, it. That did was... you just get that from Tony's video on TikTok about engine <laughs> simplification? No, why are you I calling me out, <laughs> Jenny? You're like slandering us <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, to answer Every that, it is, it, it is two parts. It's a little bit of truth. Um, one it is the simplification to get more engine manufacturers into the sport because it is pretty ridiculous that we have so few today. Mm -hmm. um, and especially with Honda leaving, even though it's going to be sort of a, a, a slower move for them out of the sport and Red Bull taking over. Um, but it's also got to do with what's, what is the future of F1 because it's not in electric. So it is in what does it look like to have sustainable fuels and what kind of fuels that will that require? And they're talking about drop-in fuels. And so the whole of the future of fuels and the future of sustainable um, fuels is big on the table right now inside mm. of HQ at F1. Um, so that is part of the, that conversation as well. Um, talking your... about how, what, what are you going to well, say, Matt? In the pit stop thing, can we just quickly right. do like, yeah. can you explain the fucking undercut in a, in a way that the listeners could understand? Ah, <laughs> uh, we get it. But like, can you explain? <laughs> <laughs> We for, get for, for our for our stupid listeners, for our dumb listeners, for everyone who's listening to this podcast, who we, we know we know that we know that you're dumb and we're not. It's it's you guys. It's not us. <laughs> okay, it, yeah. It's like my I, my friend had a really good question. Yeah, this is a listener question. Yeah, you explain the undercut <laughs> and the overcut and yeah. all that shit. For I'll listeners. try and do it the most succinct way possible. So the undercut is when there's a chasing car that pits before the car in front and it attempts to get an advantage from fresher tires for that lap or two before the driver ahead is going to pit. So it's all about, I think now is the moment if I have fresher tires, I'm going to go faster and I'm going to do that before the car in front of me starts to pit. The mm -hmm. That was the undercut. But why is the, the uh, why is the under like why why when Lewis when Lewis gets on the radio he goes is the undercut not powerful? Why is the under <laughs> like why in some tracks are like the under the the under the force is strong with this one and sometimes it they're like it's not it's like yeah the undercut is useless and then sometimes they try it and they're like oh actually it was stupid to do that and like they don't actually know but no, that's the I other thing don't... F one is like Hollywood no one knows anything but. <laughs> But um, that's it. But 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 because no one has all the information that the teams have. But, but everyone's come, confident. But, yeah, everyone's real oh, so confident. The, the, the teams <laughs> the teams have all the information, but they fuck this shit up all the time. But 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 I guess is why is the undercut powerful on some tracks and not and not powerful on other tracks? Because okay, most circuit at most circuits the undercut is 
the dominant way of passing another car during that pit stop moment mm -hmm. because genuinely as a general rule the newer tires perform better like we know that so yeah. that's the truth so when you've got the newer tires they're going to perform better and you're going to be able to shoot ahead one big exception to that is monaco because the corners are so so slow in monaco compared to most of the other tracks and the meaning that the street and the street surface because it's a street race the grip isn't as good as an actual racetrack so Monaco is an exception where the undercut doesn't perform as well. Um, but it's just a general rule that newer tires perform better. Hence, the undercut is the better strategy and the most the most go to strategy. So how so come Mercedes gets caught with the, the so how come Mercedes gets caught with their pants down constantly with this? I think I. <laughs> I, my, the way I always look at it is Mercedes gets caught. Mercedes gets caught with their pants hanging down because they are so much better, and people expect them to be flawless every single time, and they make mistakes. And that's um, like that's a very politician answer to that. Um, but I generally don't know. Um, okay. Okay. Truthfully, I. So wait about um, so yeah. the pit stop. If you have because every time a car goes yeah. to pit, my heart is in my throat, and I am just I'm just like this. Better be sub three. This for Red Bull, right. it's like sub 0.05. Like, this better be that. So what happens to that one person who's on the wheel gun <laughs> and it's not going well after the – I mean, like, does Red They're Bull – never to be heard of again. Re, basically, does Red Bull have, like, a gulag in Siberia where it's like you're going to practice the wheel gun for another six months and then you come back for 2022 season? Like, what happens to that one person that screws up? Have you ever – did you, ever, well, they're Austria. They're Austrian German, so they they have another system over there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they have a, they have another camp that they go. They have, it's actually <laughs> called. Yeah, a, they, have, they, they, they didn't have concentration. They didn't have good concentration. So yeah. it's what's called a concentration camp, Jenny. Yes, oh, yes. No. <laughs> they have a slogan so too about work. Yeah, yeah. yeah it sets you free. Um, it sets you free. Um, <laughs> Tony, you don't have to engage. This is just for us. Yeah. It's just, it, it, here's <laughs> just three is, Jews talking about the Holocaust. This is, this is I am F1 bowing out to that one first. if you don't mind. I am. <laughs> this, is all, this is a shadow Holocaust remembrance pod. It comes up a lot. But anyway. You know, I got dinner with my mom what? last night. It was her birthday, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I was like, we're having this woman, Tony Cohen Brown, on the pod, and they were like, oh, she's Jewish. And I was like, no, I don't think so. Sorry, I said Cohen. I meant Cowan. Um. Yeah, which um, thankfully is Cowan Brown, not Brown Cowan, because you know that that would just become Tony Brown Cow. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the jumpers are coming off. Yeah. The conversation's yes. heating. Yes. Um, well, you, or but, you could be, or no, you could be I, red I'm cow, saying, which I, is the sign of the. Messiah, I could be red cow. Which is the sign of the Messiah. <laughs> Didn't they say the the red heifer is the is the sign of the? Someone said that in the Bible. Who was that? <laughs> the oh. red heifer. Look it up. Read a fucking book. <laughs> red heifer is the sign of the. Is the sign of the Messiah. Not read a book. Read the, the book. Read the book. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's it's better than the Bible. It's better than the Bible. Okay, okay. Just, the, the Bible's the best, but the, but the, no, my my book's second best. And Tony's book is third best. Uh, beginner's <laughs> guide book. to F one. Little guide. Uh, so dear. yes, the one person who screws up, where do they go to never be heard from again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, do, like, do those That's people get sense. fired though, like immediately? Yeah, well, they have a stern think, again, talking I to. Really, don't think. These people get fired. Can you imagine? <laughs> they wouldn't have any. What your? Can you imagine the job description for that? Like you have to perform 
for four seconds, maybe two times in a weekend. That right. is it. That's, that's your results. We measure your results on eight seconds or like say 20 seconds every other weekend. That's your, that's your performance metric. And all the rest of the time you're just practicing. It's an insane, and, and you get good. That's the other thing that I find fascinating is they changed four wheels in under three seconds with about 20 people during that pit stop. Like it's fucking wild. Mm. I, I can't do anything under three seconds for, to save my life. And if you put 20 people in front of me, I don't know what I, like how I'd coordinate shit. Well, eight seconds on a weekend is the reason that I couldn't keep a girlfriend in college. Um, so <laughs> we're... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, so, so are, we getting, are, okay. we the, are we getting into the fun part of the... We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Can I have one more about pit stop? One more about pit stop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm kind of obsessed Brian's just with trying how to they drag it to where yeah. he wants it to go. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> you can just do a hard right. I was nervous. I was literally right. like, I was literally like, am I about to make that? I, I had that. I was like, am I about to make that joke? And you know what? I did. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I don't know you are. I just need to. Well, she got rid of you. She got rid of you because she wanted it to be two point five. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she wasn't sub three, Brian. It wasn't sub three. No, she needed a Red Bull. She's I wish like, that was... was the metric. <laughs> <laughs> that was my success metric. Every twice, once every two weeks, sub three. I'd be like, baby, it's Formula One, baby. This ain't Formula, <laughs> Formula One. one metrics. I'm a Red Bull. I am a Red Bull. I'm a Red Bull. Call Christian Horner, Ginger Spice. Come on, baby. <laughs> I was just saying what okay so you know sometimes how Red Bull will come out and they'll be like oh yeah we're pitting like wink wink and then they do like a fake out pit mm. yeah so is that to get someone else to do a false pit yeah so is that totally. have to do with yeah. the overcut yeah. and the undercut or it's fucking with each other yeah okay it's exactly that oh. it's you you think you're gonna go and people it they're all reading each other on track so they're all going well if they're going to do it i'm either going to do the stark opposite or i'm going to do exactly what they're doing because i i want if they're all trying if you think of it if they're all trying to undercut each other at some point they're not all going to be able to do that some people are going to get overcut so it's just like yeah it's they're just so do you have any do you have any favorite classic f1 mind game strategy like fuck with the you other You mean team. when Lewis says his tires are gone? Uh, yeah. that, that one that he's been saying for the last oh, two years. Um, <laughs> um, oh, no. There's yeah. There's a bit about there's there's a comedy bit about like uh that like sharks think they're must think they're really cool like yeah no one knows I'm no one knows I'm here but then you see they're it's like they don't know that their fin is out the water yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's Lewis being like my tires are gone he's like yeah. <laughs> maybe it's yeah. like we all know what you're doing there as he puts in as he puts oh, in we? fastest laps. Exactly. Right. He's yeah. done it right after pit stops. He's yeah. done one la- and he's like, my tires, the, they're gone. <laughs> like, the mind games in F1 are so bonkers. I don't, there's a, there was an interview, I think, with Nico Rosberg. I think it was Nico Rosberg. Mm. What, let's just put it, one of Michael Schumacher's teammates were saying that Michael, they, they share what they, back in the day, they would share one toilet between two drivers. And Michael Schumacher would sit in the toilet for the 10 minutes before the race and come out just before so his teammate couldn't go to the bathroom and he knew that's what he was doing and it was just mind fuckery of just like <laughs> i'm gonna sit here i know that you need to go and Mick the other Schumacher, if you're listening like, to this podcast this is what you need to be doing you can't be like i don't curse here's I'm your a nice guy. yes 
Yes. <laughs> why do you Back think the day, you they live in, why do you think you have five houses right now and like a ranch in Austin? <laughs> it's because he did shit like that. Like that. Literally. All mine Literally. Yes. Um which is also I think um, I, yeah, yeah Mark Webber said that about Sebastian Vettel in Sebastian Vettel's villain days in mm, Red Bull that yeah. like you know how they would you mean his successful team, days um, when he was yeah, a villain yeah. <laughs> there seems to be a, a through line here <laughs> back <laughs> when he was good versus kindness it's Game, of thrones. Eagle. It's game yeah. of thrones if you're nice you uh, get your head you, you oh I'll like Ned Stark I'll take Cersei's word for it head chopped off <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You want to be the VIPs in Squid Game. You don't want to be the players. Yes. So yes. the right. so yeah, Mark Weber said during the little conference after where you debrief yeah. that Seb would talk, and then when it was Mark's turn to talk, he would just take off his headphones and just oh. sit there and like just not listen, and sometimes like get up or something. I don't care. I have so little respect, or I have so little shits to give about what you're about to say. Jenny loves yeah. Mark Weber. Do you? Not Why? not for his racing, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but also a decent racer. But yeah, mainly just because. I mean, he's a cutie. He's yeah. Oh, 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 okay, so we got to do. Like I think. Line. Okay. Well, yeah. I got. I have. I have. Before we get into the the, the fun, I want to make sure. In terms of, we were talking about drivers and driver mentalities and and this yeah. kind of thing. And I think something that gets you know lost in the sauce when there's teams you have the superior car i mean i think before this season mm -hmm. you know because we're newer f1 fans i was kind of like okay is lewis really that good or like <laughs> yeah. and then like it was it was just like it's kind of one of these things where it's like well the car's so much better he's been winning so like completely like is he really that great or is it like is it just the car and i think that's a thing that a lot of people mm -hmm. will like throw in as a jab i saw someone being like vettel you know, be like Vettel wasn't that great. It was the car. Like, and even though mm -hmm. when I looked back, I'm like, well, he only won those championships by like, not he didn't win them like completely. Like, you know, uh, he didn't completely dominate. They were kind of close. So, when you're looking at a driver, like, what do you think? Like, oh, that makes a great driver versus yeah. someone else. Like, where does your opinions on like what makes a great driver come from? Ooh, I love that question. Um, I I think that. The argument drive or car is just completely incomplete, in, again, yeah. in my personal opinion, in that there are so many more pieces that come into that puzzle. Again, we briefly touched upon it, but it's, it's right driver in the right era of the car with the right car that they can actually fuck, that they, their driving style matches well, yeah. with the right race engineer that they have a great rapport and a great collaboration with and the right team around them. Like There's all of these different pieces that come into it that make that, distinction of driver or car just kind of oblivious not um, just kind of not doesn't work. that basically what i'm saying is that discussion driver or car is a incomplete and it's not a conversation worthy of having because mm. there are so many more components that come into it of how the driver adapts to the car the, the right era the yeah, right but the, engine but the great pieces. drivers should adapt right i mean michael the schumacher yes won with no. a clothing company car well, and Red Bull is a bloody drink. You yeah. know, this always always surprises me that Red Bull, the one, the only company that has ever had two teams in Formula One, is a beverage company out of Austria. It's just like <laughs> the mind boggles at that um, completely. Um, yes, but not all 
some drivers have different skill sets. So some drivers are phenomenal with their brakes. Some drivers are phenomenal with keeping their tires so the tires can go way longer than any other driver. And some drivers have great adaptability that you can shove them in any car and they'll just adapt and just run with it. And again, like some skills are, some skills are way more powerful than others. If you are a driver that flips teams often. And like, that's the thing that we don't know with Lewis is yes, he was at McLaren. Now he's at Mercedes and he has created with that team, such a consistent team that been able to grow together and get better and better but there are drivers who are like shove me in every car i'm going to change teams every two or three years and i'm still going to dominate whether right. it's in the midfield in the top three alonzo um alonzo but yeah but even you know and again you look at daniel ricardo is generally a very good driver but he genuinely took two three times longer than sebastian vettel adapting to his car or carlos Sainz and ferrari yeah carlos adapts um who adapt pretty well. Um, and again, you, it, it's just one of those where not every driver is ever going to be able to drive all the different permutations of those cars with that engine, with that car, with that chassis. Also, that it era. doesn't, like, it, just it also okay. maneuver, like maneuverability, not only with on the track, but it also seems like interpersonally, like personality. Play. I mm-hmm. feel like Carlos Sainz, we've been thinking he's, there's something, he knows how to wheel and he's, deal that guy's, that guy. He's a yeah. he's a quiet he's a quiet shark. Like yes. he doesn't talk yeah. a lot on track, but he fucking delivers. Yes. Yeah. And and you forget about him because he's very quiet and he just gets on with it. I and I think uh, one day we're gonna be like, wait, he, he's he, been on the podium a lot. He's what? he's number one on our list of don't leave him alone with your girlfriend, probably at this point. Wouldn't you say, Brian? <laughs> Vamos. You say? Yeah. I, Vamos. I, yeah. I would not number one would not leave him alone <laughs> with my girlfriend. I mean it's I mean it's, I think that he's historically yeah. max just because he he's now dating Daniel Kvyat's girlfriend, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say anything, Tony. Your silence, your silence is enough. I have nothing. I have nothing to say to that. That's just like go next. I mean, <laughs> she's also, you know, she's also an adult, so I'm sure she had a, pl- a part to play in it as well. But that's, yeah, that's what the, that, that's what some people said Absolutely. on TikTok that didn't. Look, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, Carlos, like the his situation with Lando. I mean, he, it's he and Lando now that they're on the different teams seem to have like a nice thing that they're like oh. actually maybe just like genuinely friends. But there was that clip of like after that race and he like said something to lando lando comes over to carlos and was like all smiles and then carlos said something to lando and then he just like you just saw all the life drain from his face and he came over to the thing and he was just like yeah i mean you know what was said or was it all speculation probably like like, stay the fuck out of my way you little boy (laughs) i only befriended you in mclaren because i wanted to beat you and I did, and now I'm at Ferrari. I will not have this slander. I'm killing it there of now Carlos. too. But and Bonotto loves me more than Charles because I am Cersei Lannister, and I am yeah. a little finger. Sure, but Charles I am is being paid a fuck ton more. Yes, he is. Well, so. yeah, but I don't know. This is what I find rumors, fascinating in F1. There are rumors that 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 they're now developing the car in Carlos's Fuck. direction. Oh. Because okay. Carlos gives better feedback, and he's. Oh. Uh, this is the problem with F1, is there's so little transparency that there are so many rumors and speculation. <laughs> Where's your rumor bell? Right. <laughs> um, but it is, yeah. It, what I find fascinating in F1 is the drivers that you hype up or that get hyped up and they're like, they're the legacy of, you know, they're going to be the, the future of the sport. And they end up not being that. 
And there's something interesting, which I always worry about, like hyping drivers up so much that the only way they can go is down because they've been hyped up so much. Mm-hmm. Again, with the, it was the same with the Lando and Daniel Ricciardo duo. It was hyped up so much. And I can't, don't know if you remember, but in the preseason, the first conference that those two had together, everyone was like, oh, there's drama in the water. Oh, they don't look really happy. And right. They've had yeah. the first two minutes together live <laughs> for the first time. We've been hyping them up for six months straight. And right. the first time they go live is like, well, that was a disappointment. Oh, I think they hate each other. And you're going, what, what is wrong with people? Right. I'm like, that's what, I'm like, hmm, that's what we do on this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we start that. And I'm like, hmm, what's wrong but with you me? Do it, what's wrong but with you us? do it with finesse and you do it with humor that yeah, is witty yeah, yeah. and smart. Right, right, So there right, you right. go. We're not. We're, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to clip so, that. Just, we're going to clip that. Yeah. 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 We're going to clip that. And that's going to be our new intro. That's going to be our new intro for the pod. <laughs> it's just you saying that. Um, it's true. A couple more questions, then we can start getting into the fun stuff. In terms of, I love how I'm the boring pre-segment. <laughs> no, 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 this is obviously like enough more boring, this... shitty, technical nerd questions. <laughs> Two Sorry. more to go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Before we get to like who you'd want to fuck most, uh... <laughs> <laughs> is it Mary Kill Die? That yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so they're putting in. You know, with the regulations in terms of the the, the, the cost cap, yeah. like you now can't spend six hundred million dollars on yeah. your car. Like this year, it's it, it's it's in effect right now, isn't it? There's there is a cost cap for this year, isn't there? Uh, da, 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 da. I think there was a small one. Yeah. They initially wanted to fully bring it in this year, but I think it's fu- it start it's in effect this year, but it's fully going into effect, whatever that means, next year. Okay. Which means that there's good and it's incremental. Like every right. year if they're forward, they're gonna bring that number down and gotcha, down. Gotcha, increasing gotcha. it. It's basically similar to what they're doing with um the tire blankets. So they're trying to get rid of tire blankets in F1, which is pretty iconic to F1. Right. But similar, like that's the same thing of Why are they trying to get rid of tire blankets? Why? Because it's a so, waste of energy. There you go. One part is they're saying it's a waste of energy, which obviously there's an irony to that. Of they're just like, yeah, Brian's like, high five to me. <laughs> she said she she told us that on the last Zoom, and I'm and I listened. Oh, you took notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and part of it is to go back. What we were talking about previously is to go back to like road cars don't have tire blankets every other sport has been able to do it so they're going to bring down that temperature of the of the tire blankets down ever so slightly and they're doing the same with the cost cap mm. but what was your what was your question brian with, well kind with of like cap? you know like are we seeing effects of that yet like at what point are we is that is is that going to be something that you think will like really have a a, a real impact or will teams be able mm. to like find their way around it like in terms of I mean, I guess when you think about like in terms of the disparity of the sport of like, you know, the Haases versus the Mercedes and teams, the rich teams versus the other teams, like yeah. is F1's goal or should F1's goal be for it to be as even a, a playing field as possible? Or, you know, like yeah. at, at what point do you feel like the sport has gotten a little bit out of hand in terms of like, well, the rich teams are this and the poor teams are over here. Um, where is that like middle balance where we can still have like, OK, but, you know, we're not all racing in the same car. Like, yeah. you know, like it is like in the W series, like we're we're have like we're we're, we're we have that financial component to it, but not to the point where it's like, oh, well, you there, you'll never have a shot where it's a little bit more of an even playing field so we can have like four or five guys going for the yep. for the championship for the as champion. opposed to one and maybe two. We support the people. We support the 99% of F1. 
that's our, our stance. Right. I, so yes, I think to all of that, Brian, it is F1 clearly looking, everyone's been around since 1950. So they've been around a long time and they fluctuated a lot, a lot. And look, Bernie Eccleston did something brilliant with the Concord agreement to like try and get broadcasters to pay a lot of money to broadcast F1 by saying that we have 10 or plus 10 plus teams that agree to keep to stay in the sport for you know 10 plus years whatever that is um, which was really important because when you think of it, it cost a fuck ton of money so teams right. standing for as long as they staying for as long as they do in F1 is is a pretty solid commitment um, I like I, the reason that's one of the reasons I like F1 is that it's not a spec series and you've got all of these different whether it's technicalities whether it's the way they've developed the car whether it's the engine manufacturers whether it's the drive like all of these little components for me make it really interesting mm. but there clearly has been a gap over the years of you know the likes of a McLaren or Mercedes being able to spend upwards of 300 million and some teams being able to spend 50 million like the, the money is going to get you further ahead in that mm-hmm. and they've look this is not the first time they've tried to do something from a monetary perspective i know that ferrari gets something like 90 million Thank for you. long standing yes. team payments yes so they, they just because they stuck money. around we got to talk they about they get handed this. money but because they get 90 they, million but, dollars just for showing up yeah, but, but think about it. Think, <laughs> but think about the nuts. legacy that they've created. They've also stayed in the sport. sport I would stay the in the sport downs. too if I was given no. ninety million dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> you're, oh, you're such a good. Sp- oh wow! What a bunch of. Can you imagine heroes. if they did that in the tech space? IBM, we're going to give you a bunch of money yeah. so that you stay in the tech ecosystem. Um, but so does McLaren like and so giving, does Williams. It's like if you gave the Yankees more money or you gave the Lakers but more no, money. But, they already have the advantages of their brand but, and their location. No, no. What no, are you talking think of about? It, the, generation, the generation that just joined F1 now, they, the only, optic, only optics that they have of Williams is back of the grid. Right. That Williams team has won more world championships, I believe, than any other team on the grid. Without the, the 90 shit. million fucking dollars hurled their way every year. No, they, they get, get... A, they get 10 or 20 million dollars hurled their way because they get legacy money. That because they've been in the sport, like it's bonuses, they basically see it, um, that goes towards those two teams. So both McLaren and Williams get what they call heritage bonuses. Again, it's to ensure that they never leave the sport to ensure that in different eras that car was strong clearly in the hybrid era williams hasn't figured it out maybe in the next era they will figure it out and that becomes fascinating that you don't know who's going to dominate what era and when they do dominate they dominate so ferrari would leave f1 ferrari if if we don't get 90 million they're like terrorists basically you are saying that ferrari (laughs) are terrorists And they would leave if they don't get their 90. They're not. No, 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 no. no. What? 90 million or we're out. That's a terrorist. That's a terrorist. That's a terrorist. That's a terrorist move. You're holding a gun. I don't think they asked for it. I think it was handed to them. I think this is That's worse. It's worse. Offer. It's worse than it's handed to them. <laughs> <laughs> and I would respect it if they said, pay me 90 or I'm out of here. If it's they, worse if they made, that they're if just they like, made them an oh, offer, oh, they could oh, here, here you go, Ferrari. Oh, please don't leave us. Yeah. We're newer fans. We don't give a fuck. Uh, fuck he, Ferrari. Yeah. 
They are so annoying. They are so annoying. Why are they Put your, your hands so Ferrari aside? I'm now getting the facts emotion thing, by the way. I, I, I'm now getting a good feel for that. Our emotional... feelings don't care your facts. <laughs> I'm starting to get, I'm, I'm getting a feel for that. Really, yeah. Getting We're a first tear this down. Thing. I also we've don't been, we've know. Been, we've yeah. been, the branding, we're called the red flags. Oh my God. They got to us. No, no, but like, it's like, you're going to like, it's like, it's like, it's like shitty rich guy behavior because honestly, it's like, it's the same thing. It's, it's not as bad, but like they do this in all the sports where like the Milwaukee, but like, like, like these rich guys are like, you better give us taxpayer funding so we can build the state. We need taxpayer revenue to help build the stadium or we're going to move the team. That is rich guy terrorist behavior. It's like you can <laughs> fucking afford it. You can afford it. You're good for it. You're fucking good. Matt for just it. called Ferrari terrorists. <laughs> but but like honestly it's like the most disgusting thing in sports where you like you get subsidies you get subsidies for running an amazing business it's like the amazon so it's, thing but it's, not. it's like with it's amazon losing... you like tech right you're in the tech world when amazon was like hey different cities like come come hither and like suck our dicks and then maybe we'll fucking put this death star in your fucking city do you know what I'm saying? No. It's terrible. No. No. I don't see what you're saying. So, so you, so, oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. So Tony is well, who's running? Who's running? You heard it here yeah. first on the on the Red Flags podcast. Everyone tell well, who's it's like it's like who's running who's running the thing if like if if F1 is is indebted am, to am I, I mean I, they am, are am they I have a debt to pay but it's like the walls here am I making no sense? <laughs> Tony's you're making like, perfect Tony's sense like, to me, Matt. T- t- what? What? I said you're making perfect sense <laughs> to me, baby. Tony's like, I have no idea what you're saying. I have no. No, I do. I just come at it from a different angle, which again, it started with the cost cap. The cost cap the is rich good. guy like, apologist like, angle. <laughs> the terrorist okay, Matt, Matt, angle. hey Matt, Matt, hey Matt. Take it easy. Wait. The- Tony, let's hear what what's the no, counter I was also to gonna, that? I just have a question about the Williams thing. So there, so basically, this legacy thing is that Williams has established themselves as such a strong team. They have such a foothold in this sport. Like they they bring this heritage. The fans love them because of everything they've contributed to the sport. So the is it okay? The other thing I want to talk about is F one distinction from FIA. But so yeah. who is giving them? People are giving them. Ten million dollars to say we know you're not doing great, but you need to stay in for the history, the legacy, the future. But they're of not this staying sport. in. They're not staying but, in. Okay, they're not this, staying in. They sold the a, team to a fucking like a VC. Like they're not. They this is the stay. only way they could stay in. They, this is the only way they could. It just goes to the point. It's the only way they could stay, even with that additional so heritage. The Ten million wasn't enough. Money. Yeah. Worth also saying that. I believe this is still the case that half of the prize money is distributed equally half across of it, the ten teams. Half of it's a meritocracy. No, but this yeah, is well, a welfare you know, state for the rich. I'm the sounding like Bernie Sanders right now. This is crazy. <laughs> okay, wanna, you might, look, you might and not, this is the economics Bernie, of F1. It's not, wild. What? No, but you might not be Bernie Sanders. Like you might not bang with Bernie Sanders in like America, like or in policy wise. You might not like yeah. that. Like I'm not, but like for sports, like it should be fair. It should be fair. Yeah, but 
Yes, and? And you're saying Williams needs to stay in the sport. Guess what? They're, okay. The Williams are not in the sport. They just slapped that name on their new owners. It's under new management. If, if Ferrari doesn't like it, they so should get the do? fuck You'd out and just leave. give the Ferrari name to somebody else. And that's and it's like you oh oh it's so hard to run an F1 team and be iconic. That's so and just print millions of dollars every year in merch and and fucking advertising. <laughs> Give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait, are you saying you're you watch we're going to again? Honestly, I'm lost now. I'm lost. Wait, I mean? think he's saying we're <laughs> going to run an F1 team. We can run an <laughs> F1 <laughs> team. That's what I'm hearing. We're no, no, starting no, I'm a saying team. Like, I'm saying like, I'm saying like, what you said with the Williams proves my point. It's like they get the legacy. They moved out. They slapped. Yeah. They, they still, Frank and Claire Williams, they sold the team, right? Uh... And then they just, a VC owns it. They use the brand, but it's new management. And But wouldn't you want, I think that's, you would, if you are Frank Williams, and by the way, he passed away today, which is really, really sad. If you are Frank Williams and you've, you've, his story is absolutely fascinating, by the way. If yeah, you don't know the story of Frank Williams, is, is, yeah. yeah, there's an incre- like it's so good it's of just how much of his life he's like poured into this. And if you've created something from absolutely nothing, and truly that's what he did, and you've been around since 1977, and you've ap- you've helped bringing all of these people into the sport, you've you are one tenth of the reason why people watch F1 to this day and have done so for 70 plus years. And again, your car, you, the latest car that you've built just wasn't working in the hybrid era, but you've done so much for the sport. I too would want my legacy to remain into the sport in one way or the other. So I think, okay, again, but Frank is, Frank, is n- Frank is now dead. The original Ferrari guy is now dead. And, and, and yeah. in terms of the Ferrari, for, in, in terms of Enzo Ferrari, like it's now his kids just... You're, it's just his kids getting I guess I feel, like, I feel like there's a difference between like... And we can get off this at some point, but like I feel like there's a difference between like a fledgling team that like needs a little bit of help to stay in the sport, like alone, versus yeah. it's like isn't Ferrari without the ninety million making money like <laughs> yeah. hand over foot from being an F one? It's like go. this extra and, and until recently just for, taking for money from Marlboro just for showing up. Marlboro's so evil. The enough. Mission Winnow thing. The whole but come on! Why are you going... why are you defending the taking shadow money from a shadow <laughs> cigarette company? That aside, <laughs> that, aside F1... that aside, that aside, the, the shadow no, no. cigarette money aside. The point I'm trying to get to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. F1 isn't a money making business. It's we, not we right. Realize, okay, we yeah. realize this. No right, one's right. in F1 to fucking make money. It's for Let's marketing. Very it's marketing. Here. It's marketing. It's no. It's marketing for the other products. If you if your product is road cars, that makes sense. Red Bull is selling cans of energy drink. They're not in a car business to sell cars. Right, but you're saying they, the money not, that they you, make goes back into F1 to the to building the next generation of cars, which is why I'm interested in the cost cap actually, Brian, because I'm curious right. if the cost cap comes down, does that mean they actually make more money? Right. And generally make more revenue because they're not pulling all of that money back into the construction of the car to get the biggest car. But they are. They're advertisements on wheels, for sure. But I am a... F- I, and again, I don't know enough about the economics of F1, and you've actually gotten me really curious about this. I'm not sure it's a money-making industry. Right. That was another question. That was a question that I had. It's like, <laughs> yeah. how do they... It's like, it, it costs so much. It's like, it, they can't... They need the the the... 
they must need the prize money in order to like keep going. Who's making the money? But then where the does, even, where does the prize but, but money come from? But you don't think Ferrari. <laughs> but you don't think like you don't think that like Ferrari being an F one is good for their road cars. Of course it is. Of course it is. That that it's a net positive for their brand. It's part of what we're saying, which is like when they're not good, it's like I mean, my girlfriend's dad started watching it, and he was like, he's like, this is bad for Ferrari. Yeah, it's like, the cars kind of <laughs> suck. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like beat by an energy guess, drink like, here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is that just like what? The thing you mix with vodka. Um, so there are ups and downs, but you've gotten me very curious about the economics of it because I generally, to your point, like there's money going in both to the FIA, both to F1 to be able to partake, to join all of the things, and then that prize money gets distributed, and there's additional prize money based on the championships and all of that. But I, I would love to see like the metrics revenue because I don't actually think you go into F1 to go. This is a great business model. So it's so hard to disentangle like what's profit, mm. what's what's business, what's yeah. marketing. Because you're saying it's not a money making enterprise, but I feel like a lot of money is but being is. made. Like we're like, I mean, why do you think? The, <laughs> I mean, they're going to Saudi Arabia, they're going to Dubai, uh, Abu right. Dhabi, right? Yeah. The 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 the, yeah. the the climactic. I mean, that's a question that we were going to get to, but I guess we can get to it now, which is like they're they're just. They're taking the money and they're running, right? They're running to these pretty problematic places, and yeah. I know, I know, we were going to get into like you know the barriers for ent- you know sort of the intersection of yeah. race and gender and those things in F one, and like you know F one used to do really fucked up things like you know with the grid girls and all and all that and, and all that stuff, but have they gotten worse in the sense that they're going to these problematic places just for money? Ooh. I don't think it's worse. I think it's different. They used to take money from Big Tobacco, as you mentioned, right. like very easily, and I had no qualms with that. Then they took money from alcohol and then oil. Um, big, like these are big companies that make a lot. Of, they make a lot of money. But now it's and a Ramco everywhere. And now it's a Ramco everywhere. And I, I've, I've actually that was one of the things that one of the questions that i had is what's the next generation of big advertisers in f1 and it looks like it's big tech big tech doesn't have the greatest branding as a whole right now either um so i'm wondering what's after what's post big tech or is big tech it or is it actually they're not but they're not making like the sponsorship deals today are nowhere near what they used to be with big tobacco back in the day Mm. um, which is pretty wild um so i don't think and i've got a weird i have two stands on this i I definitely think it's problematic. I don't think it's more problematic. I just think it's a different kind of mm-hmm. problem, which doesn't make it any better or any worse. Um, again, dubious on that. Doesn't make it any worse. Um, the thing that I what I don't know is what I'm. How to phrase this? What I'm curious to see is the fact that they are raising in they are racing in these countries. Actually, is bringing a lot of awareness of what is wrong in these countries which is not a bad thing because these conversations are actually happening with people who probably wouldn't be having these conversations if they weren't racing in these problematic areas. Now, I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying there's just something interesting happening. Yeah. And I disagree with the, we should just not race there at all. I, I like the engaging with problematic things because it actually, those problems actually rise to the surface. That's my way of viewing the world is when you actually engage with something that's problematic, conversations and questions arise that probably wouldn't arise. Um, but Christ, I was, I also sound like a politician. Right no, now. that's um, why you said yes to this podcast. That's why. Yes. <laughs> no, but, 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 the, well, she's, but this is like, she's testing herself. Like, how can she just, 
Yeah. But, but you said, but that's like but something, I, that's something what an, that's what an F1 spokesperson would say. It's like, we're actually bringing awareness to these horrible places that, 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 that so don't now let it women depends drive what you fucking do with it. and kill journalists <laughs> yeah. and do all these horrible things. We're actually, we're actually helping by taking hundreds but of millions of dollars from them. If you put we're, we're actually if great they need people. The money, <laughs> but they need the awareness. So these countries do want the, they do want awareness on, Hey, this they, is they a good place to come and visit. They need the right? tourism money. Right. So they need to be seen as a place where tourists want to go. So again, but, maybe it feels wrong and bad right now, but there's a potential better outcome. Brian, you've got four. I guess it's like I guess it's like you you need to before you can put economic sanctions on a place, you need to be trading with them. So it's like yep. but that's a question of whether they ultimately actually do anything with they put their money that's where their it. mouth is. It's like you have to be able to get in the door before you can be like, Okay, well, we're not gonna do this until you do this, 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 and this. And yep. whether F one, I don't really have a lot of faith that like F one is gonna like is going to put their you know economic like thing aside yeah. and and make some type of like real stand when it comes to that. It might be at some point like when there's some type of like you know protest drivers being like I'm not gonna race there like blah 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 like that kind of thing hasn't happened yet because also if it happened in you know one place and it might not happen another you know it's like what is what's the domino effect of that thing but like it's there's... definitely yeah. There You've was like a dress code. There, there was a dress code briefly that that like right, that was right, interesting, right. right? That was an example of 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 maybe positive change where it was like there was going to be a dress code at was it was it Jeddah? It was Jeddah. Possibly. It was Jeddah or Abu Dhabi. Yeah. There was going to be a dress code at yeah. the racetrack, and there was like uproar, you know, right. like okay. it was like women couldn't wear you know certain types of thing. Oh, it was Saudi. It was like. You couldn't wear like skirts past your knees or uh, above your knees. You know, men couldn't. It was mostly it was mostly targeted at women, right. and there was like uproar. It was uproar, and then they yeah. got rid of right. it. But there and there was like, pl but please respect the Saudi customs, the which is the, you know. Yeah. So it's like which, yeah. again, I don't disagree. <laughs> You thought you were just going to get asked about front wings and shit. I'm no, <laughs> no, just, I love, don't get me wrong. I fucking love these conversations. I love conversations where I leave, where you're, I'm going to be thinking about this for the next 24 hours and it's going to piss me off and it's going to be so good. Um, well, we'll have you back. You can come back and yeah. tell me all Great, the reasons I'll why I'm wrong and why F1 and Ferrari are amazing saints and amazing companies. No, and they've done nothing I do wrong think there's something and they're helping women and, 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 and everybody. It's all positive. Okay. You heard it here first. First female driver will be for Ferrari. There you go. <laughs> nah. And it's gonna be Jenny. And it's gonna be Jenny Sue Burnbaum. Yes, there I am go. gonna be the first female driver <laughs> for Ferrari. It is me. But Brian, you did mention something that I think is interesting and is and again, is worth mentioning, which I do think there's a shift of power happening right now. We're seeing it in other sports. We're seeing it in the NFL. We've seen it in the M NBA. Away from the FIA F1 towards the teams and then the teams towards the drivers. I believe that the change is going to happen from the drivers. I believe that the power currently today sits with the drivers. Why? Because of the access to um, the access to communications, the barrier to entry, the drivers can communicate directly with their fans some of these drivers have larger followings on social media than the teams themselves yeah. so there's a shift of power that's happening where f1 is no longer the almighty institution that it used to be and again it's not just f1 this is happening in the nba nfl you 
have a look around. The power is now concentrated with the drivers. So I think to your point, Brian, of if you don't hold faith in F1, I think that's fine. I think what we have to hold out for and hold faith with is the drivers are going to do the right things. They right. are going to speak up. They are going to say what they need to do because I truly believe that they hold the power. If they step out of the sport, the sport is losing so much more than if a team steps out of a sport. I right. actually do think that that there's a power dynamic. But it's only like a lo- like someone like G- – <laughs> Someone like you. It's Lewis. Can't... It's Lewis and Vettel care seem seemingly. Well, it's which like... goes back to why we want different types of engines, so we have more manufacturers in the sports. Because by the way, F one isn't capped at ten teams. We can have more than ten teams in the sports. There's just not enough but... teams that have the backing and the money to enter the team. So right. But now, we but need I've more read. Of those... But Tony, I've read that they've actually made it so there's actually like a fee to enter. So they've actually made it hard. It used to be that it's harder like, to partake. They may actually. <laughs> How do you feel about this? Like, if you want to be a new scrappy team, you got to rate, you got to just, it's $200 million just to like sit at the table. And Ferrari's just getting 90 million, you know? So, 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 I mean, I'm just really, I'm not, I will not leave this podcast. We will not stop recording until you are. I'm going to get a call from Ferrari going, can you shut the fuck up? (laughs) Until you are fully red pilled. No, um, No, I look, I I could be so wrong. The reason for the entry fee for me is tied to the Concord Agreement. Again, this is an archaic way of saying we need all 10 teams to be part of the sport for the next 10 years so that we can sell broadcasting rights because it is easier to sell broadcasting rights if you can agree that these 10 teams will partake. So imagine if you you spend a fortune on broadcasting rights and all of a sudden it's just Haas and Alfa Romeo and one other team. You're like, what the fuck? I didn't buy for this. (laughs) It's like, this is a boring race. Um, so I think that I, I and I could be so wrong, but that's how I, my like business mind would work is that the, the entry fee is so that you can showcase that you have enough money to be in that sport for the foreseeable future. Well, I think it was um, Lance Stroll leading the charge because Lance Stroll is from North. Uh, from Can- I think he's yeah he's from Canada and he sees it more Canada. like he wanted to be more like owning a franchise. Like Lawrence or the, or the driver? Sorry, Lawrence, Lawrence. Lance makes Lance makes no decisions of his own. (laughs) Lawrence (laughs) Lawrence sees it as like yeah, um, you know, a sports franchise. And if you add an eleventh team or a twelfth team, you're kind of diluting the value of the other teams. So that's sort of the thinking there. uh, and I have, it's interesting you say that because I have the exact same thinking with the number of races. I think that the more races you add to a season, and again, I love watching the races, but I do believe that the more races that you add to a season, right. the more it dilutes what each race means for the championship win. And I don't like that. I like knowing that there's only a set number of races and you need to perform at every race because if, imagine if you had only six races that gets you to the championship versus right. 30, like every race is completely diluted. So it's interesting you say that. Um, because I have that same vision, but mm. from a race perspective and the number of races they add to the calendar. So I'm seeing this here, and and in terms of the historical, so Mercedes gets 30 million. This is as of 2016. Mercedes okay. gets 30 million historical payment. Yeah. Ferrari gets nine. I, I I do I do <laughs> just just so we all know this is interesting. Ferrari gets 90 million Ferrari yeah. payment for Ferrari payment, and then Williams gets 30 million historic yeah. payment, and then it says bonus fund, which I think is how well they did in the season yeah. I would yeah. assume I, th- I think uh, isn't that the heritage is that different the bonus fund is different from the heritage bonuses I know that like so Ferrari it says 90 million Ferrari payment and a 20 million bonus fund and Red Bull has I a th- 60 million bonus fund well I think that th- isn't that well, consecutive I think championships they get, that they win yeah and there's a third tier where they all get like Maybe. 30 million like every team gets 30 just flat 
or something like that. And then then the, then it's performance, and then it's like, d- did you did you did you come from daddy's money or not? Yo, we gotta and get a team in F one. We gotta get a team in F one. We're getting thirty. Yeah, so let's talk about so yeah. if we if we want an F. Okay, so if we want like what are what are what are okay. Jenny's challenges? As a woman, trying so we want to. Wanna, we're we're starting a yeah. team, yes. and Jenny's our driver. Yes. Let me let me give you some background. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Never carded. Um, <laughs> don't don't do great with. Don't have like, a license. Don't do great with <laughs> adrenaline. You know, uh, mm-hmm. adrenaline events or generally activities where the end result could be death. Not super great. <laughs> also, a woman. Uh, so, <laughs> which shouldn't be a factor, but apparently seems to be in this sport. Um, how how would we do aside from needing <laughs> needing two hundred million dollars? And these these would be money aside. Yeah. Put the money aside. These would be small, the, small the principal Brian and Matt principals and and co owners uh-huh. of the team. We would also need sponsors. So rich energy, come at us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're open. Um, is that a genuine question? Yeah, I, no I like, is that a real <laughs> Just question? To be clear. I mean, we want to talk about this within, like, kind of getting into like the barriers of our entry for women and like what. Um, you know. maybe, maybe <laughs> so. And we're and we're using Jenny as our mule to get. I love this. <laughs> more so, Jenny. aside from the fact that I've never carded, I'm 35. I get nauseous in, in cars. Be, being a woman is the main barrier, right? Yeah. yeah, obviously, because you know women aren't drivers, um, which kills me. Because you, there's a few things that kill me. As, an, as a sport, women are so prime to be Formula One drivers. Generally smaller on the smaller side, lighter weight, like we would fit into that F1 car like there's no tomorrow. Like it, this is what kills me. You got you um, got like three billion Yuki Sonotas out there just waiting, like <laughs> to, waiting to be plucked. And he is flying. Yeah, I am yeah. five, six and so thin. I am so skinny. <laughs> like I am like negligible weight. And I am six foot and two twenty five, so I'm not fitting in that car. Slide right in. But the thing that kills me is, even if you look at it from a not a negative perspective, but from the the most basic perspective, in my opinion, the team that gets, and I'm going to say first loosely because it's not, it wouldn't be the first woman. There's been five women that have started. Um, that partaked in a Grand Prix race. Right. Only one that's ever scored a point. But let's just say that she's the first woman in this And era. how come she was able to do it and it's like kind of, what what happened? Like, why did it to happen? And why have we gone kind of backwards? Like, it happened and now it seems impossible. Or close to impossible. Like, Jamie Chadwick won <sighs> and she's no, like, she's a reserve driver. Fine. Twice. She has, she's won two championships in a row and she has openly said, I don't have the financial backing and I don't see a path to to uh to formula one the crazy thing also is okay w series we can talk about that length but just to note in to to be an f1 driver you need a super license there's a bunch of criteria mm. age is one of them obviously having a road license etc one of them is the amount of points that you need and you need 40 points to have that super license if you win in i think f2 f2 and f3 you get like 30 and 40 points if you win first place and then it goes down second third in W Series, if you win first place, all you get is 15 points. So can someone explain to me why the same feeder series, mm. when it is mostly dudes right now, but the one for women, you get far fewer points, which means that Chad, any winner of W Series has to win a fuck ton of races mm. to be able to even get that super those, those 40 super license points that you need to get in the space of three years. 
So there's something there that just doesn't sit right to me. Um, what about IndyCar? Could I, like a Danica Patrick now get into F1 yeah, through IndyCar? You again, you'd need certain amount of points, and I don't know the exact structure. Right. But for all of the all of the racing series, you get a certain set of points yeah. based on the series that you are in and based on the place in which you land in the top ten. Obviously, but it's, it's, always this, the top it's 10 this weird get. thing, Tony, that where I, I've always thought, I've thought about. It. It's like you have the you have the W series, and then I, I'm like, after after um, what was that? Uh, Netflix show uh, Queen's Gambit and you look yeah. it up and you're like women don't actually compete with the men in chess and, and you start thinking like wait a minute these aren't what? these aren't activities that really value <laughs> testosterone right S size yeah. strength speed like this is wait. something that men and women could feasibly compete in together and it's just not happening and I'm well, just, it wasn't that long ago that that women, you know, didn't have the same brain capacity of men. And, you know, they were very emotional and very sporadic. So they can't play chess, obviously, because, you know, women's brains are smaller. And I'm, like, this is truly, this was the discourse right. that was being had right. at the time. So it's, and again, the discourse with women is you're not strong enough. Fuck that. Right. Of course women can be strong enough to drive an F1 car. You're dr again, don't get me wrong. It's a highly, highly athletic sport, yeah. but it is also one that women are very prime for. Um, yeah, I've seen them do their little vlog workouts. Okay, we're not we're not talking we're not fucking Thor lifting a thousand pounds. Okay, we're doing <laughs> neck exercises with a twenty pound dumbbell. Okay, let's not turn these guys into things that they're not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, they weren't born with a neck that size. Yeah. They, like, okay. Got to it. I can do practice. I can do calf raises against Esteban any day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like. They do like but a weird yoga that I feel like most people could do. Flexy. Yeah. You need to be flexy. Right. Uh, yeah. But it's the same, like the, the marketing stunt. If Again, if I look at this from a very like business marketing perspective, that team with the amount of women that have gotten into F1 in the last decade, that team that has the first female driver within this era is going to get so much good advertising and there's just something so incredible that is a missed opportunity. So, so you don't think it's that the, just kills you don't, me. You don't think it's the, and this is going to sound fucked up, but it may. It's going to sound fucked up hey, because it is, is fucked up, but there isn't because like, it is, yeah. But is there not like the Anna Kornikova angle where like there's a marketing app, like there, like, or even a Maria Sharapova right. who gets paid way more just because of her marketability because it marketable. is a marketing sport and by the way well, a lot of these f1 drivers are feel Char like Charles? charlotte claire right yeah. i feel like a lot of these it doesn't Daniel hurt Carter. yeah like you guys right. are picked a lot of i feel like a lot of these guys are picked because they're handsome and if you got a beautiful woman behind that wheel that would do wonders for your marketability wouldn't it of course but even just, and forget the beautiful woman, even just the woman would yeah. do wonders. The, that narrative is like, but it's, yeah. where's the, yeah. But it's, but if you look at it from a funnel perspective, there are still so few women going into go-karting, mm. then going, so as they go through the feeder series to get to F1, there's less and less women. So obviously for every hundred dudes that are competing, there's one woman, yeah. there's, those dudes are always going to get ahead of them. And so it needs to change well, just from statistically, right from at the bottom. It's less likely that there's a, Bigger it's pool just less likely, pool. right? Right. So, so and, and Tony, look, so you you're going w to series? the races. So you're going to the races as a as a as a little girl in Belgium, and it never yeah. it, like was it never even occurred to you? Hey, maybe I'll get in. A, it never did. That never happen. Did that conversation ever happen? Or no, I I did. A, I I had fun doing go karting with my dad, and that was about it. Um, oh, so you did but go karting. What was interesting? 
I did go go-karting. Yeah, yeah. I was probably terrible at it, but I really loved it. Um, again, for a single dad, it was great because you could go go-karting on a first, I think it was Thursday evenings, and you could get your ticket entrance and a free meal. So I got spaghetti bolognese and go-karting. What more can you ask for? I mean, dad that sounds perfect. Like, perfect. Um, but there is, I, I don't, it's just, there's so, there is so much against women. And look, the Megan the Stallion thing was a prime example of Woman on the grid, scandally clad, got so much shit. And I, do you remember Grid Girl? These are coming from the same dude who loved the Grid Girls, but apparently Megan Thee Stallion was just too much. I'm like, I'm sorry, there's, there's a problem here. The right. problem is, is that she is a multi-billion dollar artist who knows what she stands for, knows who she is, and that is just too much for a lot and, of the dudes in that industry and to handle. And she's not white. And, That's the other issue. And, she, and she's not white. And same with Martin Brundle. I have no issue with that interaction. The issue that I had was she had to prove herself. Straight away, she was asked rap. Right. No other golfer, <laughs> footballer was asked to like dribble the ball. Yeah, for, like, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No other dude on the grid has yeah. ever had to prove himself. Will Smith, I don't believe, was ever asked to fucking rap on the grid. Right. That's the oh, issue no, I had no because that is still that. the... No one, but that is still the prevailing thing. It yeah, is, no there's a woman there. No one wants yourself. the fresh right, prince right. to come back. Prince of rapping on the grid. So there's something there that's just, it's always there. Sorry, how about when Venus Williams was in Monaco and there was that really awkward interaction between her and Max? Wait, was that Serena or Venus? I thought that was Serena. Sorry, it was Serena. Serena. Sorry, did I say Venus? I think it was Serena. Well, v Venus, Venus stiff-armed uh, Martin Brundle too, but but Serena, Serena, they both stiff-armed him, but Serena was at oh, Monaco, Max won Monaco, and then they had this weird they... interview where it's like, Serena, Max, Can do you have join? any questions for Serena? And Max is like, no. Well, I just won the Monaco Grand Prix. It was like this weird, awkward thing. And like, they, I, I think they must have thought. I don't know what they thought. I honestly don't know what they, how they thought that was going to go. But um, worth noting that Monaco is the only race where F1 doesn't have control of the broadcasting. So the, right. if the broadcasting feels different and off in Monaco and weird like this interaction, it is mostly because of that. The F1 has no control. It's the one race where they don't control any of the broadcasting. Because doesn't the Prince of Monaco like give it to one of his, it's not, it's nepotism. See, it's the I same behavior. It's, it, it goes in the same, <laughs> it goes in the same bucket <laughs> of the Ferrari 90 million. Just, yeah, it's, it's royalty helping each other out it's the same it's the same stuff there's a historical reason for that but i can't remember what it is because um, the rich get richer and they just <laughs> get and, and and they just get to do what they want and help power to the people, people in f1 give f1 yeah. back to the people give it back <laughs> where it never really f1. belonged in the first place really. for the first <laughs> back i don't know give it back give just give it to the people well, 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 didn't it used to, but well, didn't it used, didn't, didn't F1 used to be a more accessible sport? It was just a bunch of fucking gearheads just driving around. Well, it was, it was post. Yeah, it was after World War II, there was a lot of aircraft engineers that were out of a job and they became car engineers because they didn't know what else to do. And there was a lot of airfields that were empty and they just put two and two together and thought, lots of empty airfields. We need to hone our skills. So we're, and there's a lot of, there's very few cars left, but with the few there are, let's have some fucking fun. They just came out of this era where they were war heroes and they, you know, they so in a way, in racing. a way, in a way, the Jews are responsible <laughs> for Formula One, because if yeah. we had not been 
you know, persecuted for being <laughs> annoying as we are, <laughs> then, you know, there wouldn't have been a war. There wouldn't have been all this technology developed. And then we wouldn't have Formula One. And that's why we are the rightful owners of Formula One. Give what? it to these three yeah. Jews, the Red Flag <laughs> Podcast, Matt, yeah. Jenny, and Brian. Okay, let's move on to... <laughs> now that we've talked about, you know, what's wrong with, you know, you know, in terms of the gender stuff, let's objectify some men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so we'll go. We we can go a little round robin. We've got uh, you know Mary, fuck, uh, Mar- Mary, kill. Mary, fuck, kill. Fuck, kill. Uh, so okay. I'll go first. Uh, Mary, fuck, kill. Um, Tony, you have to go first, and maybe only you go. We have covered. We have covered this in our, <laughs> i know what? everyone's like everyone's like we know what you would do you fucking <laughs> freaks <laughs> i need to pull out the list of all of the drivers so i don't Ma- say something stupid. mary be staring at well, them all if well, i'm this, gonna make that decision well this is all this is a this is principles baby uh mary fuck <laughs> kill toto christian gunther steiner oh okay we're doing team principles okay. well just for this one who did you kill in that well, I'm we, just no no no. This is, to this is Tony. You have to answer this question. There's These no the three. You have around. To, you, have to you gotta marry, marry one, one. You gotta fuck one. You gotta kill one. <laughs> Toto, kill one. Christian, Gunther. <laughs> okay. Have an, oh, by the way, we have it on good authority. Those are your options. Those are your options. We have a good authority. I just want to give you something. We have a good authority. A fan emailed us that Gunther Steiner, maybe not the greatest team principal. <laughs> I, wish, I wish someone no, he's a great him. father he's, he's a great, great father, father. <laughs> like maybe he's a great lady to get to that point but... someone who has an inner eye to okay. gunter's personal life not has, that inner has, but yeah not that but, inner, hey, but guys, you know anybody enough of slept a, with anybody you can you i mean we'll hear yeah that. please let us if you slept with any of the drivers or principals you can Feel free to email trfpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Give us your tips. The hotline is open. Yeah. All right. Toto um, Christian Gunter. Okay. Well, with that, if I'm going to trust that piece of information, oh, I don't. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to kill Christian. <laughs> that was inevitable. I'm going to have to marry Gunter. I'm going to have to shag or sleep or fight. I don't yeah, know what. Yeah. Shag, shag, shag. Have consensual relations with. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That for legal purposes. Wolf. Yeah. Sorry, Christian. Uh, no, I also I don't want to be the second redhead in his life. So fuck that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, All right, Matt, who would, what, what's, what's, what would your answer to this be? <laughs> I think I, well, don't you marry Toto for his money? And you get to fuck Just him all the time. Just his money? No, no, no. And you get to fuck him all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well then, why? You know, it's like, but then we th- we threw in the Gunter's a great dad. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I was trying to make it. I was trying to because she seemed has. I was trying to make it easier for her. I was trying to give her some. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah. I would. I would. <laughs> I'm always killing Christian. <laughs> yeah. So oh, okay. it's just a question. It's just a question of. Yeah, I think I would, I, I would. I would. I would. I would marry Gunther and I would fuck Toto for sure. Because I think that would be just, I would be constantly amused by, by uh, Gunther. That's it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gunther would keep, Gunther would keep it interesting. Yeah. But I also feel like I would kind of, I would maybe, I do the same, I, you know, kill Christian, obviously. But you, I think you marry Toto, you, you marry, you marry Toto for the, for the consistent, you know, just to, you know, be able to ogle. 
and then you 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 fuck Gunter so that you just story. have the story. You have the story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have the story. Yeah. And then that's a story that you can tell at parties for years to come by the time that you fuck Gunter Steiner. <laughs> Not in America, Jenny. Oh no! It it's it's kill Christian, marry Gunther, fuck Toto. Oh, yeah. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have consensus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What next. What we agree on? Who <laughs> 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 to kill? Who to fuck? And who to marry? Look I, at that. I, I, I okay. love that you're so careful with everything with your answers, but you're like, I, I'll fuck Toto. I will kill Christian. <laughs> no question. Wait, yeah. Definitely kill Christian. <laughs> I know you're quite the outer of his life sure about and quite the outer of his images, so you know. Very fucked kill. Best. Christian. I didn't even tell you who the names were. Christian. <laughs> Christian. Corner. Uh, uh, Jenny, you want right, to All right, next. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jenny, Jenny. Okay, so this one is driver related. <laughs> this is so, so Okay. Mary fuck kill. We have Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Carlos Sainz. Or Daniel Ricardo. You made a face on signs. You, your face told me something. <gasps> what did, like, what oh, did my face say? I don't no, know. Just... That was subconscious. No, 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 no. I don't know what. No, Tony's face. Tony oh. winced when she heard signs. She made a visceral because reaction. I, had, I was like, oh, two, two Ferrari drivers. I was like, you could, yeah, okay. No, but they're the I hottest like fucking boys in the business. Are they? <laughs> oh, unless you are have the hottest boys in the yeah, business. Yeah, well, Whoa, no, who would, who would we you? We need to hear these. This is the top crop, uh, you know. This is our top crop. guys on the grid? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, my top crop is not that. Okay, okay what's your top what's crop? your top crop? We'll adjust. Well, okay, but we can't use them to kill them off. Um, no, no, no. I, um, Lewis Hamilton. Okay. I think he's cute. Daniel Ricciardo. Shrug? I have a soft spot for George Russell. Basali. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's the eyes, uh, right? Or Pierre Gasly. Both of those on the same. Okay, now wow. I know you're speaking my now, language. Now you got Thank that interested. Thank you. Thank you. I love Pierre. I love oh, he's, Pierre. Oh, he's, uh, he's, I love him. And I love him and Yuki. They're just yes. so good together. Yes, Such I would be I would be his Yuki. You could just dominate me. <laughs> okay, could, so. Like he dominates me Okay, so who am I? Like he dominates him in qualifying. So of those three. Mary fuck kill Charles Leclerc. <laughs> no, yeah. you no, 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 uh, no, of, of her oh, three. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, of her Of Lewis. We got a new three, so Lewis, Lewis, George, and Daniel. <laughs> Lewis, George, and Daniel. Ooh. You threw in Daniel in this kind of like, uh, I guess I'll say Daniel. But I think, can I guess? You Your find dog agrees. His, you, you find him, you find him annoying. <laughs> Who, Daniel? Yeah, yeah. You, you. that's why no. you went... Why did you shrug then? Was it his no. nose? Do you not like his nose? Is his nose not perfect? No. <laughs> no, the nose I is love perfect. I say nothing and you're just pulling stuff out of me. <laughs> um, no, I just... Because I was going through the list and I was hesitant between... I was going to put in Pierre Gasly, oh. but then I was like, I knew I was going to throw in George Russell. And then I was like, oh, mm. don't know. Uh, well, um, okay, well, so we'll marry, fuck, kill, and then and then we'll talk about why you love Pierre Gasly, and then I'll just need to take a cold shower afterwards. So, <laughs> on it, let's do it. Okay. Um, I'm, oh, uh, da, 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 da. this is so hard. I don't want to kill any of them. Um, you go with start with start with who would you marry of those? Three? I would marry. Someone's oh. gonna get killed though at the end though. 
yeah, yeah. I know. I was but about to be like, okay, okay you could just like break up with them instead of kill them. <laughs> <laughs> And you can take okay. the who would the you not you fuck or marry? Is and then, and then. <laughs> well, who would you marry? Who would you marry who would you of those? Of those who would three? you fuck? This is harder than I thought. Okay, um, we're here with the hard hitting questions here at the Red Flags. I would. Should we? Ra- would, should we race at Saudi Arabia? Is nothing compared to this. <laughs> compared to this. These are the hard questions. These are the you know these are the things that build you up. Um, I am going to have to mm, fuck Lewis Hamilton. Kill Daniel, marry George Russell. Okay. Uh, honestly. Sorry. Totally. You know what? With that, right. with that new Mercedes contract, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm yeah, with yeah, yeah. I'm with you. But that's coming. That's that's coming with the prenup. Okay. No, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? George Russell would treat you like. He would, he would, he would come to you with your smoothie every morning. Do you know what I mean? I feel like. Yes. That. I want a PowerPoint presentation of what we're doing for the day every yeah, day. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Oh, imagine prepared. him planning a vacation. Oh my God. Yeah. That's how he would propose. Yeah. He'd also propose with a PowerPoint. He'd be like, he'd be like, here's what you can expect from a life with me. <laughs> this is a return on investment. Yeah. These are yeah. the numbers and the growth pattern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah. Also, your child would have such a strong chin. Like. And after after sex, you'd have a conference. It'd be like, okay, so what did I do wrong? What can I improve on? (laughs) This poor guy probably made one one presentation, PowerPoints from presentation in his life, and this is his narrative for the rest of it. Well, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I shit my pants in middle school, and that's all anyone ever, you know, said to me for my entire life in high school. So, you know, something stick with you. I had this question come up in some weird thing randomly yeah shit your pants once in public or every day for the rest of your life in private <laughs> oh <laughs> in public in public yeah? once in- huh? well, well, easily well, in public well, was it like is it like i already did i played a basketball <laughs> game i did it you know what i did it and i lived to tell the tale and let me tell you that the answer to that i i shit and then i shit my pants because we were on the subway playing a game in brooklyn and i couldn't hold it in and then i played a full basketball game uh, with and everyone was like, "What's that smell?" And I was no, like, Brian was uh, like, "I was there." Brian was like, I, "I farted, but nothing beyond that." Jenny's nothing- rethinking her <laughs> podcast involvement right now. I can see it. Jenny's just like, "I'm not sure this is what I signed uh, up for." They then, chanted, they, like, they chanted, "Brian sharted, <laughs> Brian sharted," in the hallways of my school. So let me tell you. I'm and I'm a happy person now, and I run a I run the the best pod. The I, I I am a co-host of the best podcast in the Formula One space, and let me tell you, you can do that. And, and every day that I don't shit my pants, I think, wow, <laughs> look how far I've come. How much did the therapy cost to get you here? I pay. You know what? It covered. It's covered by insurance. I pay twenty five bucks a session. All right. right? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, all right. Last Mary Buck Hill. Michael Massey. Ooh. I don't know how to say these other two names. Jean- Bert Mylander. Yeah. And Jean Todd. Jean Todd. I kill Jean Todd. I marry Michael Massey and I fuck Bert Mylander. Boom. Oh. That was she, she was like that she was, was like, let me get easy. fucking through this shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Can we uh, please you, get away what, from this? <laughs> what what do you what do you love? Okay, two more questions. What do you love mo like why do you love Pierre? Why do you love Pierre? Yeah. What do you love about Pierre? I I love a comeback story. I think I'm a sucker for a comeback mm, story. Me too. I love that he 
that's mostly it. I love his story. I love a comeback story. And I think there's something, oh, this is going to sound so sap, soppy, sappy, whatever. He, there's something special about him. Like he's a genuinely nice guy who has fire underneath him of just like mm. doing shit and doing it correctly. Yes. Um, and and I, I love, I've actually really, really freaking enjoyed that teen dynamic with Yuki. Um, I don't know. I've seen something, a nice side of him. Um, I don't know. I think he's got, I think he has a, yeah, that's it. It's nothing oh, more than that. I just think last question for me. Why does Okan annoy us? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just annoys us so much. He, he annoys but, us so much. And do you not know why? Yeah. Well, yeah, we kind of like why? What is it about him? He just, he just, I don't like him. Well, <laughs> don't know. He, he just, he just has this. Uh, he has this. Um, in, in Yiddish, they call it. He, he has this shlemiel energy. He's like a shlemiel. <laughs> this what energy? Say that again. He, he's a, he's a. See, there was a lot of Jews in Europe that spoke Yiddish, and then you guys threw us yeah. out, and then we don't speak. It's a dead language now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's why you don't know what shlemiel means. Shlemiel I, is, I'm Jewish and I don't know what that means. A shlemiel, he's like kind of hapless, kind of like a schmuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like very woe is me. I, I, he's just kind of doesn't have a fire. He doesn't have a fire like Pierre. You know, he, he doesn't have an opinion for me. I don't know what he right. stands for. Right. Like, that's me. Like, I, most of the drivers, I know that you're opinionated in something. Like, I know, mm. you know, Gassi's opinionated in something. Sebastian Vettel is opinionated in some way. Sonoda, Russell. And him, I just wouldn't know. Like, if I, if I, if I was locked in a room with him, I wouldn't know where to start the conversation. Whereas I feel most mm. of the other drivers, mm. I would know where to start a conversation with something because they've given me something over watching the sport. And him, I just look at him and go, yes. I just wouldn't know. I like that. that. I like that. That is that is such a <laughs> clip it, clip it. That is such a better answer than what our answer is, which is that I think I think that he has a derp de derp energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like if which, you were lost another way of him. saying that that that's the eloquent and you know actually appropriate way of saying taking derp de derp and saying he doesn't have an opinion. <laughs> he and just I could kind be of wrong. derp de derp doesn't have an opinion. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> um, I like wow. derp de derp. Yeah. Anything anything you want to share, anything you want to like plug for yourself? I know you have two amazing podcasts which I gave five stars and reviews for. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it was so it yeah, was so it easy. It took it took no time at all and anybody that wants to do that. <laughs> so guys, our <laughs> podcast can totally step in and do it. And yeah. um yeah, and Tony, truly, I gave you two. I gave you two reviews, so you should come with your phone and then your husband's <laughs> yeah. phone, and then that's two reviews for yeah, us. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. It Thank just, you. People don't realize just how much reviews on just mean a lot to people who have podcasts. Like it helps us. It helps boost the audience. It helps boost the credibility for sure. Um, and it gives me feelings of self worth. And I wish this for you. I rocked up in a. I rocked up in a Uber the other day, and he, the guy was listening to the podcast, my podcast, and I was like, "Oh, this is really fucking weird." Um, what? So I, I can't, Whoa. Yeah, so I can't wait till you have that story. I can't wait till you get wait, in, wait, go into wait, a shop or wait, get into an Uber wait, or a Lyft. Wait. And someone was, what? There's two things here. Was he A, randomly listening? <laughs> was he A, randomly, you think he was randomly listening to your thing and you got in? 
Or do you think he saw your picture and was a fucking creep? I don't and- have picture and I don't have real names. So it's definitely not that for that reason, because I'm a woman who takes Ubers and most mm. women who take Ubers don't put freaking pictures. I need to change my name on Uber. All right. Yeah, yeah. I changed it. I put not the full name, a weird name. And because, yeah, stalkers are actually generally a real fucking thing. Um, no, he is in. He absolutely adores um, my co-host um, and just like had so many like generally. And he was like, he was talking to me about the podcast. And hadn't which podcast is this? Me. So this is another podcast. So mm-hmm. tech, tech analytics um, or tech analysts, analysts. Okay, I'm just gonna say a tech. So, podcast. He, so when he was like, "I love your co-host," you were like, "What? A, okay, what about me though?" What about me? No, was, no nothing good. To, and he didn't he recognize like, your one voice. Point afterwards, he was like, "Wait, I just hadn't said anything." I was like, "Oh, wait, you didn't tell him that you're listening to my podcast?" No, because we got into. He had it on, turned it down as you get in, of like not right. to disturb you. Um, it was on his phone. And then we started talking about L.A. He said something along the lines, I'm not from California. It started as, I'm not from California. And I find this fascinating how the tech bros shit on L.A. creatives and L.A. creatives shit on tech bros. And he's like, I don't understand like this dual narrative that's happening. I was like, oh, yeah. And then we got into the conversation of, well, it's interesting how these two markets are merging. Like, is Netflix a tech company or is it a creative company? And, board? you know, what is it? Is it, oh, one of my favorite, I'm just listening to it now, but one of my favorite um, tech um, analyst talks about this a lot and he started saying that I know because I recorded the, that episode with him I was like your your how co- your tech analyst wouldn't happen to be so and so and he was like oh my god yes and and then he had a moment he was like turned around he's like wait a minute um so yeah <laughs> wow fun he, fun wow. moment anecdote wow um so I get I can't wait for that to happen to you because that's a very bizarre surreal and just kick-ass moment what's more I likely gonna happen is some Ferrari or Ocon fan <laughs> or Lance gonna Stroll fan is going to break a bottle. Yeah, we're going to get doxxed and then someone's going to take us out because they get really Wait, mad. I was going to ask you this, so I have a question. I have a question for you after oh, two hours. Oh shit! Being in the shit. Flip the script. What? What has? Has there been anything that has gotten you second guessing getting into this sport based on, because I've heard this a couple of times of you, mm. just like the fan, the fandoms, the gatekeeping is sometimes a bit bizarre, a bit weird. Have you had moments of why the fuck am I putting so much energy in this sport when there's all of these things wrong with it? Or the, I'm just curious. Mm. Or does that fuel you more? And you're like, fuck it. There's, fuel. Like, there's a niche for us. And fuel. A niche. It's mostly fuel. It's mostly That's fuel. Cool. I mean, we're like confrontational people. <laughs> so really? we're like, we kind what of. It's our love language. It's our love language. Our love language is kind of. Yeah, my parents would like know. yell at me and berate me. So. It, that's why I like fuck up things around the house, so my girlfriend can then yell at me, and I'd be like, "Oh, she cares. You she loves me." You have a connection me. in that yeah. moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, what's all? Yeah. What's I think what's also for me, it's like the people that actually take the time and listen to the podcast, like fuck with us and like us. Yeah. And so it's like at the end of the day, it's like if we post shit on TikTok and we, that's where we get. It's like that's why like the thing that I want to protect and the thing that matters the most to me is like the podcast because it's like the podcast yeah. is where we're actually. I feel very connected to the people that listen to yeah. it and like yeah, people like great. are really getting people get shit out of it. And like, you know, we've had one of our listeners is like a, a nurse in Liverpool and was like DM'd us early on. Like when we were first, we did when we didn't like have a big had following. 12 she was listeners. Like, when we had 12 listeners, she was like, you know, like I've been a nurse through COVID and I've had like fucking like 
like all this triggering shit and yeah. I like have these flashbacks and whatever and like you listening to your show fun. like calms me it just like yeah. gets me away from my fucking busy life and I was like you know choked up listen like reading it and I sent it to Matt and I think this was yeah. even before Jenny Jenny was on board but like just those things are feel like okay what we're doing is worthwhile and if and if we can and we can ride the <laughs> if we can use the hatred as a mule to get uh, us yeah. more of that then that's the end goal but like it doesn't feel great last to like post week. someone and everyone call you a fucking idiot like, <laughs> you know what I mean? no you know what yeah. got last week great. last but, week was tough with the, the thing that happened a few days ago right. that was like that made me be like oh man i'm just trying to have fun we're just trying to have fun. when we talked well, about uh-huh. we talked about alonzo's thing yeah Oh right, right, right. But we, I, but I messaged her. I, uh, yeah. Why well, I, I, I talked like, about when Alonzo was kind like, of flirting with when Alonzo was flirting with the woman and and Matt yeah. made that it was like a light sexual harassment joke, or you know comment. And what we were really saying there was that like it was like a bit weird that Alonzo was like we were commenting on that he went a little that it was strange and yeah. bizarre and kind of creepy that he said that, and then it was interpreted by this woman as like you're making light of oh, like sexual him. harassment. But then, and we were kind of like, what should we do with that? Like, what, you know, should we take it down, blah, blah, blah. And like, I was kind of like, well, that's, and and, and then people were kind of like, I don't think that's how they meant it. And they're like, well, that's, and she was like, well, that's how I interpreted it. And if that's not how they meant it, then like, whatever. And I I commented, like, that's not how we meant it. Like, we meant it this other way. Like, sorry for the miscommunication. And then she. And that's really hard when you put content out there in the world. People are going to interpret it in every way. Like, you have no control of how people receive stuff and how, um, yeah, I get that. That type of thing, I'm actually totally fine with because it's like i can that's i felt like i could actually like have a di- like You'll somewhat a of a dialogue, dialogue with yeah. her and i was kind of like you know we're if anything making a comment of that that what he did was <clears> kind of creepy yeah, yeah but brian so... you don't even want to run our twitter like you're like jenny i can't even look at it because you're just so <laughs> Je- well jenny's the... better at twitter Je- jenny's better jenny at the twitter be- than i am but yeah she's better jenny at twitter should be and running is it. on better meds Yes, I'm on more and better meds, and my lighting <laughs> is courtesy of my seasonal depression lamp. So I am fully reinforced. Yeah, my yeah. husband has one but, of those. But, I have one of those. But you also, know, I mean, now like, that I moved to California. Yeah, like I got into I got into this. Like my little story of getting uh, into this is because yeah. I found content that I just as the kids would say, vibed with, that it was like I was listening to so much <laughs> F1 content that was like, yes, I saw the race too. Cool, you're recounting all the technical things, yeah. which is important for me to learn. Like, I've asked you mm-hmm. a lot of the technical questions, but no one was really giving the takes that was like, that were like yeah. these these fun. just funny, fun takes and these like silly comedic you're also, things. Yeah. I love, you're also creating evergreen content, which which is what I'm, I am fascinated to see what is going to happen to all of these content creators that comment the races when the season is over. That was one of the reasons why I don't do race commentary. There's already a fuck ton of people doing it and I just don't have so many strong opinions on commenting on races. Yeah. But I do love actually the evergreen stuff. I love these wackadoo questions, which I'm totally going to dive into the economics of the sport. But I love that stuff. And I think that's why I really liked what you two are doing, Matt and Brian and, and Jenny as well now it's just like it is evergreen content that you can watch afterwards and still enjoy and you know enjoy listening to because it's still relevant i look forward to our off weeks now more than like post yeah post race is like oh fuck we gotta like talk about undercutting you know what i mean it's like okay like thinking of the episodes uh, of like what we can cover but also i want to do i'm i want to pitch an episode of doing the economics of like the tv rights the advertising like the money like matt what you were talking about like the 
historical heritage payments and things yeah. like that. Because that's a whole episode. Like, yeah, yeah, so much cool shit. Yeah, I mean, this summer is gonna be like I'm like looking for oh, not this summer. <laughs> Jesus, it's win- literally winter. Um, th- but you know, <laughs> when the season's done. And we're on summer break from, <laughs> from yeah, it's uh, like you know, F1. <laughs> it's like school. When we school can. is over, which is the season, and we can just, like, actually have fun with our friends in the in, – in, in, mm. uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's been – and, like, you that's know, getting cool, to have, you know, you on and Taylor on and our friend Buck. And, like, you know, being yeah. able to, like, connect with other people in this space has been actually one of the, you know, the continued joys of doing it's- this. Taylor's brilliant as well. It sounds like the common thread here is just people who don't take the sport too seriously recognize right. it's yeah. a sport. There's a lot right. to have fun with. There's a lot to take seriously as well. But there's so many people for whom this is their lifeline and this is their job that they have to take it seriously. And it's it's fun actually to meet people on the outside who are like, ah, there's some cool shit to talk about here. Yeah. Um, totally. That's both amusing and that's lighthearted. No, I have, I have like the cork board <laughs> that we're going to manifest. We're going to hear the podcast in Austin next year. Where we're all gonna be. That's right. <laughs> I love we're it. gonna be hosting, hosting um, parties. Okay, Tony, thank you so much for coming Thanks on this podcast. Me. Um, last last question. Yeah. Any p- predictions? <laughs> no, I don't do predictions. <laughs> what? We got the Red Flags podcast. <laughs> um, I, I'm guessing you mean on World Championship. Yes. I genuinely am struggling with this because I actually, I'm 50-50. I really fucking want Max to win because I think he has brought us some of the best racing and duels and on-track battles that we've seen in a long time. But I also really want Lewis to have that eighth championship so it shuts up a bunch of people. Mm. Um, if I, 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 and I genuinely don't. I have nothing I have nothing that is swaying me one way to the other. I have a sneaky feeling that Max might, might clinch it. Mm. But then, fuck, mm. Lewis Hamilton, when he's on the back, Back foot, he is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, brilliant. Yeah. I don't know. What are your predictions? Have you all predicted something? I I've, I've been saying I for the last few weeks Lewis it's going to be Lewis. We're never, well, I <laughs> yeah. just can't. I'm not going to ever bet against Lewis again. I think it's disrespectful. Um, although I will say that with, with – um, I watched I – watched, there was a there was a America's Next Top Model season – and there was this there was this girl, a uh, young woman named uh, Jordan. I fr- do you remember? Do you guys watch America's okay. Next Top Model? I did, but I don't know what season this is. There was this one. There was. We were like all rooting of, for you. There was just there was just all these models. There were all these models, yeah. but there was this one girl, young lady, Jordan. I'm looking around. And it was like her whole identity was that she was a model, and I just wanted her to. And she yeah. was mean, and she was pissy. And but all the other women were like they had other interests, they had lives, but this one this was like This is her like, whole identity. I need to be a model. Mm. This is it. This is like her whole identity was that she was gorgeous and I just I was rooting for her cuz like I was just worried about her. And yeah. that's what it is for is Max. That how you thinking about Max? That's how I'm yeah. thinking about Max. Although in retrospect But I he think, is young enough that if it yeah. is not this year, it is ne- yeah. like he is Yeah. Pff, I, like that's why I'm not too worried. Whereas I, I really want Lewis to win that eighth one because I do worry. Like he's at an age where right. he can't perform like he did ten years ago. Whereas you know Max is at the peak of his. Right. Yeah, but who knows if Red Bull will have the car next year? Like Mercedes will probably. But be that's the mix. thing. That's the insane thing for next year. Yeah. 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 Could you imagine if all the cars are shit next year? They might be. And you know Haas has not. Haas is completely punted on this year. So who knows? Haas could be. Yeah. Except for yeah. our car. 
Our cars Mazepin, aren't gonna be shit. Mazepin's gonna win the 2022. Um, <laughs> There's the prediction. Drivers That's championship. What I was looking for. All go. right, Vankas. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Tony. Yes. You can find her at, at tic, on TikTok at F1 Tony and another uh, podcast. And, her, and then you have, a, yes. you, have a, you have another one, right? You have another another podcast. Women. I have another another podcast. There you go. Uh, unapologetic women. Um, <laughs> goodbye, Vankas. <laughs> Bye, Vankas. You guys want to give us a see you later, Vankas. <laughs> see, you see you later, Vankas. <laughs> Bye, Vankas. <laughs>